right. It, wow, abrupt ending to the music. <laughs> Hello, Thursday. I'm Drew Berkwist. This is my show. Uh, welcome. Who's ready to get into some shit today? Let's party. Let's party. Um, because we're going to. Man, there's so much happening in the world. I don't know how we're going to fit everything into today, but we're just going to try. We're just going to try. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be delightful. Everyone's going to have fun. Okay? Everyone's going to have a good time. We got Michael Christian coming on here shortly to talk about just the global chaos, what it does for the economy. Wayne Dupree is supposed to join us later on in the second hour. That's going to be great. We're going to talk Israel. Speaker of the House update. Biden set to give his primetime address tonight. We're going to try and bring that in live and then discuss it. We've got, if we have time, Memetastic. We're going we're gonna to bring a new segment to you. Welcome to Absurdia. So much going on. Before we get started, though, before we get to any of that, uh, we're, we're going to talk about this later, but you guys, I don't know if you've noticed, the world is a little bit out of control. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit out there. And with war, with chaos, with all this uncertainty, comes unstable markets. You, historically speaking, you have seen devastating impacts on the market during times like these. You go back to the last Middle East war, back, you know, in, in 73, devastating, devastating times. So please be prepared. Please be smart. Don't wait till it's too late. Call my friends over at American Alternative Assets. Get your IRA, your 401k, or portions therein transferred over. You can do it with an entirely legal tax loophole. There's no tax consequences. There's no, there's no nothing. There's no fees. But you get it invested in gold. You get it invested in silver, precious metals that have withheld this, the, the test of time. Please do it. Please at least have the conversation. We'll talk more about it later, but call 833-287-2465. Again, that's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Okay, we got a lot to get to here. Are we ready to do it? We ready to do a little cruise? Yeah. Let's rock on. <laughs> my man. mouth is so hot. We just had wings again before the show, and dear God, my lips. Are, I look, if it looks like I'm wearing lipstick, I'm not. It's just that's just the sauce. Um, <clears throat> but I can see Disco over here clicking different. But all right, here we go. It's time. Let's do the news cruise. Delightful, delightful. Okay, let's get into. So I want I, I want to actually go fast through the first stories because there's so much happening with some of the other stuff in the world. I mean, literally every five seconds you're looking at your phone like, well, we got to add that. We got to talk about this. This has changed. That's changed. Everything has changed. Um, but we're gonna start with Sydney Powell. Remember her? Oh yeah, the Kraken, <laughs> the Kraken, Sydney Powell. Uh, she's she's pled guilty. Pled guilty. Uh, some would say likely to testify. In this tweet here, Tim Poole saying it likely to testify against Trump or, or others on Team Trump uh, in in the case in Georgia. This is from uh, the Associated Press right here. Uh, lawyer Sidney Powell pled guilty to reduce charges Thursday over efforts to overturn Donald Trump's loss in the 2020 election in Georgia, becoming the second defendant in the sprawling case to reach a deal with prosecutors. Uh, Powell, who was charged alongside Trump, and 17 others violating the state's anti-racketeering law entered a plea just the day before the jury selection was set to start in her trial. 
She pled guilty to the six misdemeanors, accusing her of conspiring to intentionally interfere with the performance of election duties. As a part of the deal, she will serve six years of probation, not time, will be fined $6,000, and will have to write an apology letter to Georgia and its residents. She also agreed to testify truthfully against her co-defendants at a future date or future trials. So, I mean, look, I, I was never a big fan of Sidney Powell. One, one, I just don't like the gassy presentation, uh, uh, the delivery of the speech. But, but never a big fan. Her, particularly Linwood, I've gone off on him before. I'm not going to do it again today. But it, it, on, the, on the surface, it kind of makes sense, right? You face steep charges, hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines, potentially years in prison, or, or, or probation, $6,000, and an apology letter. You're going to choose that every time. You're going to choose that every time, and, and, and I don't care who you are. That's just what most people are going to do. The, the real question is now, what comes of it? Does she turn on Trump? Does she turn on other people within Team Trump when the trial comes to pass and that all is happening? Or does she not, and she was just overcharged to begin with, and they overplayed their cards in, in Georgia, and this is where we are? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going through her mind. I don't know what conversations happen behind the scenes. There's a lot of speculation out there. Uh, certainly, the, the people saying she's going to turn on people, that's a scenario that could happen. It could also just be, hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to not face these other consequences. I'll take the ones you're talking about and, and go from there. I don't know. We'll see. What's your thoughts? Oh, I think she's definitely flipping. Uh, I mean, that's why the, they offer plea deals, because you want something from somebody, and you know, Trump is their big fish. And the more people, the, the smaller fish that they can get to flip on Trump, the, the tighter the case that the prosecutors think that they're going to have against Trump. But what jumps out to me is this letter of apology. This is so, like, like Chinese, like, Chi-Com communist shit, like the struggle session of I have to atone for my sins publicly. They may as well just have her go down to Atlanta, construct a scaffolding, and film it, or go live with it and her getting on her knees begging for forgiveness. That's the kind of struggle sessions that the authoritarians on the left side want all of us to go through yeah. if we oppose if we oppose their their uh, tyrannical exploits. Yeah. No, I it is that that's a key point because a lot of people see that as the smallest thing like oh that's dumb. Okay, yeah, apology letter. But no, that's actually an important piece. Right. Is you 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 you've got to uh, go past yourself and and say I'm an idiot publicly. You're right. I'm wrong. Here it is. Yeah, we're going through this sort of self-flagellation that the left wants people to go through with these struggle sessions. We saw it with BLM with white people kissing the feet of black people. And it, it, you have to publicly atone. Remember when all these BLM mobs would come through and they would demand people to say Black Lives Matter or say her name? They're always demanding you do something as some form of atonement right. for either you being white, you being a male, you being a Republican. And it always has to be, you know, some sort of humiliation factor has to go along with it for these struggle sessions to, to work and for other people to go, you know what, I don't want to be publicly humiliated. I don't want to have these, you know, my own personal struggle session be aired on social media. So I'm right. just going to put my head down 
and plow right ahead. But I think with Sidney Powell, one of the things I'm sure they said, all right, you're going to get probation, you're going to get a fine, but if you don't take this deal, you will be disbarred. Right. No, I would think so, too. And look, I'm playing the devil's advocate. You know, I, it could be this. It could be that. Right. Kind of a thing. None of us really know. My sense is you're right. It's a plea deal with plea deal comes, you know, you, you capitulate on a couple things, which means somebody's going to get screwed somewhere. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But it seems that way. Most people in the chat feel that way as well. Um, but let's move. Let's move on from this. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. I. I I just, I honestly am so sick of talking about the names Powell and Wood and some of those people that I just, I, I care and I don't care all at the same time. But we've got a lot of stuff to, to get to overseas, Israel stuff, our, our stance on things, all of that kind of stuff. But first and foremost, we have to talk about this. Uh, let's pull up the photo, Disco. Um, but first and foremost, we have to get to something that the White House did today because they straight up doxed tier one operators. Joe, you know, obviously we were talking yesterday, Joe Biden goes overseas. He spends a few hours there, does his thing, grip and grin, makes some threats, makes some warnings, blah, 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 blah. And then someone on his staff, obviously not Joe himself. Joe doesn't have access to any of his accounts. He doesn't have access to the White House accounts. I promise you. But someone there was dim-witted enough, shocker, I know, right? Dim-witted enough to, to put out a picture, and you've probably seen it now on social media, it's a big story today, put out a picture of what's believed to be Delta operators, but it doesn't really matter, tier one operators of, of any variety who are supposed to fly under the radar, go to great lengths to fly under the radar, not just by themselves, but their government handlers, who, who helped them fly under the radar so they can actually go and do what they're supposed to do all over the planet without people knowing who they are and what they're doing. Well, the White House puts out this photo here, and you can see the faces are blacked out because other people did it on their behalf. The White House put out the original photo, no blurring, no blackout, just, hey, here they are. One, two, three, four, five with black bars, a six, a six one with his head turned, but, but five covered... By, by black white. So, so at minimum, with just this photo, five CAG operators outed by the commander-in-chief's office. Who do, we, who do we call when we need something super serious done? Well, we're going to call someone from JSOC. It's going to be Dev Gruer. It's going to be CAG. Um, and when it's a hostage situation, you usually go this route, you usually go the CAG route or Delta, Delta route, and we're going to get them over there in Israel, and we're going to do a grip and grin with you because the president's coming through, and someone's going to take a picture. I mean, this is, uh, how does this happen? Like, they're, the people at the highest levels of things know this. Some people elsewhere don't, but the highest levels know the security protocols that are in place for the, the units that, only they know about now everyone knows about delta and seal team six now it's kind of better when they didn't everyone knows about some of the other units out there that are secretive there's some that people still don't thank god for the most part but like the people who know know you don't say shit about this this didn't happen these people aren't here you haven't read or seen what they do you know like and you've got the white house if it had been uh, 
I can't even think of an example. It's so dumb. But if it had been someone else who posted it, like, oops, that was a big mistake. This this was a, a, a presumably a closed thing if you've got them there and someone in the White House staff putting that out like, this is a great idea. And then JSOC losing their shit. Do you know the lengths we've gone to to conceal these people's identities? And you, the commander-in-chief in the White House, just put them out there for the entire world? They eventually took it down, but it was up there for hours. Hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of people saw this. I... I such a huge disaster and people will downplay it most people won't understand it and that's that's fine but but trust me on this especially in this day and age with with biometric stuff being captured everywhere facial recognition stuff being captured everywhere this is a big deal yeah it's a huge deal remember i can't remember the kid's name but he was on a submarine and he took a, a selfie and in the background were some kind of you know computers or whatever he ended up going to prison for that right because he violated the nda or whatever it is that you sign on there this i know the delta operators are men but they're also like some of the most sophisticated and highly advanced equipment in our military you know absolutely in their eye in their facial recognition would be like giving the chinese or giving hamas blueprints to any weapons you know just just the money involved that it takes to train these guys to get them to the level that they are we're talking what two three million dollars a piece right if not more oh i think it's way more but 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 it's an astronomical figure it's a figure that most lay americans would be just dumbfounded by yeah exactly and so what you've done now is uh, you know let's say it's 15 million dollars and we have these five guys and right now you've taken what 65 million dollars off the table oh no i can't i'm trying to do math a lot of money a lot of money. millions and millions of dollars and you've taken them off the table yeah because now they've been compromised and everybody knows who they are well they, they, they've got a good idea of what their faces look like. Right. Well, Endor, Endor, you have a situation with, uh, in which they're limited to, all right, well, here are the only types of operations that you can do now. Here are the only places you can go. We're sending some people or your squad here, but you can't go because of facial recognition and concerns that you're going to be outed and it's going to compromise the whole mission. That, that happens, which is, which is, some people would say it's not as bad, but it's still bad because when you, if you get to go and be a part of Delta or SEAL Team 6, that is your goal in life. That is the pinnacle for that community. And, and then to have it stripped away and or condensed down where, I mean, I know people, for example, who can't go to certain countries of the agency because of, of something being compromised. So, hey, all right, here's the deal. You're going to be on the, the dirt circuit. You're going to be here. You're going to be somewhere where we only fly in privately because we can, can at least control your entry and, and, and exit. But it, what, a, what a disaster. I mean, and it, it, honestly, what, what's so dumb about it is it probably was by mistake, but that's what shows, that, that shows just as big of a problem, if not a bigger problem. You've got someone from the staff who's like, this is great, a military shot. Everyone will love this. It's like... They're the most special people on the planet. 
you, you've got to understand that if you've got a job as a social media person, as an aide, as an assistant, as any of those things, you still have to understand the dynamics of how everything works. These are tier one operators. These are, 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 are still amazing people and amazing operators, but these are folks who are white software over here at SOCOM. These are conventional military. These are, you have to understand the game and no one does. I'm, I'm telling you, I've worked with a lot of people who still don't, who are serving either in the Intel community or the military community, who you could be like, you talk about an acronym that we all know or something like that. They're like, who, who the fuck's that? Right. You're like, how do you not know this? This is our world. You work at the White House. It's gotta be your world. Yeah, this is a byproduct of lax hiring standards. Because if you're hiring people just based on immutable qualities like their race, like their gender, their sexual orientation, and not on merit, you get mistakes like this. You know, yeah. it, it, it just, it, it, it blows my mind that, <laughs> that the, like we were talking about, the, the, these guys are the most highly trained people that we have when it, count, when it comes to hostage rescue. And, you know, I could go down the conspiratorial road about how Joe Biden gave up, you know, a SEAL Team 6 that went in and got bin Laden. Right. And then, what, two months later, most of those guys were killed in an RPG attack when they were on a Chinook. Including a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to go down that road, okay, there's a possibility. You know, we had the stand down, you know, right after uh, January 6th, and it was tried to weed everybody out. Then we had the jab to weed out even more people, yeah. e including, you know, in the special operations community. <clears throat> you know, could this be another attempt to weed out more pipe hitters? It seems extreme. It seems extreme. But you can't rule you can't rule it out with people like this. I mean, I I don't know. And now you've got me pissed off thinking about extortion seventeen. Uh, I mean, like, but you can't rule anything out. I, I I I my belief is is it's just pure ignorance of of the people around them who have no respect, no understanding of the communities that are out there that keep them safe. Some of which they are are on the fringe of working in in the administration working. There's people in the again at the Pentagon and and some of the intelligence communities who are surrounded and are, and are close enough in proximity to to know about and or touch some of these units that are out there, and and they're just so ignorant they don't know because they're concerned about where are we playing bingo tonight? Like who are, are we doing trivia at the bar in Chinatown tonight? Like like that's that's their concern and they don't understand what they're doing. And and it goes beyond doxing them. It's it's it goes beyond their operational capabilities moving forward. It's it's their families. It's so much. This world is crazy, crazy. Oh yeah, we we had we had somebody fly across country to go and kill a sitting Supreme Court justice. So it, w with that being the 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 baseline for the amount of insanity that we that is going on in the world right now, and that's somebody from our own country, a homegrown terrorist, right. a homegrown leftist terrorist, that decided that he was going to do that because he was pissed off about abortion and abortion laws going back to the states for the states to to decide. Now you've got all of Hamas all over the United States, whipped up into a frenzy, 
taking on these white shit libs all over these college campuses, taking them under their wings and creating this level of hatred for the Jewish people that I have never seen before in my entire life. We're in a tinderbox right now. And if you think that one of those assholes wouldn't show up at a Delta dude's house knowing that his wife's out of town to terrorize her, I feel sorry for that person person that does that. Right. Yeah. Because you, you barked up the wrong tree. You're never going to get a good night's sleep ever again. No, have you seen the movie Taken? Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe check that out. Um, not that he's he's a, a Delta guy. He's an agency guy. But same thing uh, in terms of what's coming your way. But you say it's a tinderbox, and it is. I mean, t- today, this is not surprising. But you have the Department of State who has issued a worldwide alert for tear. You've got... Travel advisories everywhere, all sorts of stuff happening all around the planet, and as that's happening, so that you've got this this worldwide terror alert. You've got people in the UK and throughout the EU who are panicked. We've got people here kind of panicked in in the United States. That's, that's the 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 global alert that was put out today. And while we haven't necessarily evacuated our embassies, at least full sale. I mean, there's essential employees are still there. You've got Israel, who's evacuated its embassies in the Middle East, particularly in Bahrain, Jordan, Morocco, Egypt, Turkey. So they've said, hey, get out of there. And we've seen people, uh, Israel, telling citizens, don't go to Turkey. We've seen Saudi Arabia telling people, get out of Lebanon. We've seen all sorts of things happening. And again as as someone said about the israeli evacuations it came minutes after the worldwide caution by the us but here was the disco let's pull up the bahraini um the, the israeli embassy in bahrain um th- this yeah there we go right there th- this was the scene earlier today yeah you get me earlier today in in bahrain this is the israeli embassy take a look so it's, it's pretty quiet here, but you can see Molotov cocktails being thrown. Some not getting over the wall. Some need to work on their throwing form. Uh, but many do. Lighting the facility ablaze. Have not seen where it went from there, to be honest with you. I saw this right before the show, and I wanted to work it in. But you've got these worldwide alerts going on. You've got Israelis ev- evacuating their embassies throughout the region. And you've got the, the protests, some of which have involved fire and destruction at U.S. embassies. And then you see this, they're gone, and people are just, as we've talked about, they're at a 12 on a 10-point scale. They are just roaming around, looking for a fight, looking for war. They're ready to go. As that happened, you had the USS Kearney intercept and destroy missiles fired by Iranian-backed Houthis from Yemen today. You had this attack yesterday or the day prior, a drone attack that was thwarted on U.S. military bases in Iraq, in in western Iraq. And then today, drone attacks in Syria on U.S. establishments. Some minor injuries reported in those. So all that to say, stuff is going on. It is is popping off. Tinderbox doesn't describe where we are right now as a planet thing things are so tenuous they are we are all in such a state of vulnerability and and things are, 
I hope and pray that it does. We, I always tell you, I'm, I'm not for. There's, there's times where I have been for it. There's times where I've enjoyed it, which is why I'm kind of sick and twisted. But I'm not pro just war for shits and gigs. Right. And well, I do think Hamas should be dealt with. I think Hamas should be wiped off the map. I'm not for everything escalating to the next level. I don't know if we can avoid that. But that is the concern, is that everything's going to go to the next level. I don't see many options where it doesn't right now. There are options. It can come down a few notches. The temperature can get lowered. But it's getting pretty tricky. Yeah, and I think all these protests and, you know, all the all these riots that are happening and everything are uh, just a, a great example of systemic racism and white supremacy <laughs> but it, that's the absurdity that we're living in because people on the left will say oh this is you know they'll try it and weave that back in to their narrative to throw off the fact that hamas and the people that are at all these pro hamas rallies want to actually have genocide or go through a genocide with Jewish people. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is systemic racism right there. It, it, it you know Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar, they're right. There is systemic racism and it's on their side. No matter what kind of weirdos that we have in the United States that are like really fringe anti-semitic people, mainly on the left, but you know there's some on the right, pale in comparison to the anti-Semitism that is just fomented and frothing out of the left. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. I like the visual of saying frothing, but also getting your hands involved. Um, by the way, we, side story. I don't even know if this is what you were talking about, but we had the Blue Angels here because it's the air show this week. So the studio was treated to practice for the show. It was freaking amazing. I, and I've seen, um, you know, being in a military town <clears throat> where we are, I've seen um, a whole lot of air shows here. I've seen a whole lot of practice here. We see it at our house frequently. My wife and kids were watching it from there today, uh, the main show this weekend. But I'm telling you, there was one moment where Tom and I were out front today. We had been out there filming it. Like, we didn't get shit done at work today. We were just out there filming it and, and have tons of great footage of it. We should have brought some in. But there was two times, one where two came super low, right, unexpected from behind the building right over our heads and missed it on footage. And then talking about it, trying to get some other stuff and then set the phone down again. And one had disappeared. You know, they'll like, like separate and do their own things and then rejoin as a part of their program. And this joker came out of nowhere <laughs> as low as I've ever seen in civilian <clears throat> world above the roof of the studio we're standing right out front and then kicked it into high gear hit the afterburners like right above our head it was amazing and also i think i pooped myself just a little bit it scared the shit out of me it and was, it was also amazing all at the same time oh yeah it was like a flashbang had gone off yes. because you could feel it in your chest and your ears were like Pah! <laughs> I remember I turned to you and we go, that just scared the shit out yes. of me. <laughs> oh, it was it was amazing. It was it was so good. It was such a fun day um from that point. But Tom, you know, frothing, doing this with his hands. I, I walk out there later and he's on the phone with someone and I can see him walking around the parking lot and he's like doing all these <laughs> like, he's like he looks like he's interpretive dancing, describing 
what had happened with the uh, the air show? Oh, I was talking to my son, and I was describe. Oh, I was sending him the videos, and we were talking about the videos we were watching, and that's what I was describing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> my memory. I was talking to Disco on the phone, who's not at the studio today. I'm like, well, he's out front, and he's he's <laughs> he's he's doing stuff with his hands. Um, anyways, uh, I I digress. It was a great day, man. I tell you what. Makes you proud to be in America. We got a lot of frickin' stuff jacked up about our country, but the folks who serve in our military are still amazing. Our technology is still amazing. And, you know, you see these fighter jets fly by, and if, if that doesn't rattle you to your core and make you kind of proud and like, hell yeah, America, uh, I don't know what will. Uh, tacos and beers. No, we're Jacksonville. We're Jacksonville. We've got NAS Jacks here, and we got Mayport here. So... Uh, we get it every year. Some It rotates. This year's the year it's at the beach, right over the ocean. So cool. Then next year it'll be over the river downtown and then the, so forth and so on. But <clears throat> great show. Great show. Um, so they got the Israeli forces have gotten the green light for the invasion into Gaza. As we've talked about, it's not going to be good. I want to just read. I want to read. um from this article here. And if I'm being honest with you, I forget where this article's from, but I want to read a little bit from it and then kind of tie into our next points here. But it says this Israeli uh, is Israel, excuse me, is, is vowing to wipe out Hamas in a relentless onslaught on the Gaza Strip. It has no obvious end game in sight. That's their view. Not obviously not ours with no clear plan for how to govern the ravaged Palestinian enclave, even if it triumphs on the battlefield. Okay. Some political bullshit, right? Codenamed operation swords of iron, the military campaign will be unmatched in its ferocity and unlike anything Israel has carried out in Gaza in the past. According to eight regional and Western officials with knowledge of the conflict who declined to be named due to the sensitivity of the matter, Israel has called up a record 360,000 reservists and has been bombarding the tidy enclave nonstop following Hamas's assault on southern Israel on October 7th, which killed about 1,400 people, mostly civilians. The immediate Israeli strategy, said three regional officials familiar with discussions between the U.S. and Middle Eastern leaders, is to destroy Gaza's infrastructure, even at the cost of high civilian casualties, push the enclave's people towards the Egyptian border, and go after Hamas by blowing up the labyrinth of underground tunnels the group has built to conduct its operations, something that needs to be done. Israeli officials have said that they don't have a clear idea for what the post-war future might look like, though. Some of U.S. President Joe Biden's aides are concerned that while Israel may craft an effective plan to inflict lasting damage to Hamas, it has yet to formulate an exit strategy, uh, said someone in Washington. No one cares. Trip to Israel by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin this past week had stressed the need to focus on the post-war plan for Gaza, the source added. Arab officials are also alarmed that Israel hasn't set out a clear plan for the future of the enclave ruled by Hamas since 2006 and home to 2.3 million people. Remember right there that I just said ruled by Hamas since 2006. Israel, this is the quote, Israel doesn't have an end game for Gaza. Their strategy is to drop thousands of bombs, destroy everything and go in. But then what? They have no exit strategy for the day after, said one regional security source. An Israeli invasion has yet to start, but Gaza authorities say 3,500 Palestinians have already been killed by the aerial bombardment, around a third of them children, a larger death toll than any previous conflict between Hamas and Israel. Again, I remind you, I'm reading from an article that obviously has a different take than we do on all of this. Biden, on a visit to Israel on Wednesday, told Israelis that justice needed to be served to Hamas, though he cautioned that after the 9-11 attacks, 
on New York, the U.S. had made mistakes. He said the vast majority of Palestinians are not Hamas. He then said Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Here's the first problem. There's a lot we can talk about here. First problem, they do represent the Palestinian people. That's their government. And he tweeted about it, too. I mean, you just saw it there for a second ago, him saying, uh, you know, Palestinians are not Hamas. Yes, they are. They elected Hamas to represent them. They chose a terror group like, those are our people. Like, I, I don't, you can't make that argument. Are there some people that say that Hamas doesn't represent me? Sure. But you as a Palestinian people, specifically in Gaza, you know, you've got the PLO in, in West Bank, but like specifically in Gaza, that's who you chose. You, you that's who you chose. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I, I see what you're saying, and I agree with that, but I think you can also make the argument that Joe Biden supports Antifa and BLM, but not all Americans are supporters of Antifa and BLM. Yeah, but Joe Biden, yeah, but, but Joe, there's no election for... Right, it's not, the, it wasn't the BLM political party, I right. get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I... I Look, there, there's nuance to everything. 100%, I get it. Nothing is absolute. But to say that Palestinians are not Hamas, that's just, that's a convenient talking point. Yes, there are some that are that way, but it's not, that's not 100% true either. Like, that's, someone needs to be like, so, President, are you saying, Mr. President, are you saying that all Palestinian civilians are innocent and none of them support Hamas? That, that would have been, if, if someone had followed up and he'd been like, well, no, some do and some don't, like, Again, it's not as clean and as easy as just saying Palestinians are not Hamas. That's not true. Right. But and, and, and my concern with it is people take it and run with it. Like they took and ran with the story that Hamas put out about the hospital that they struck. Like you, you have to there has to be follow-up questions. There has to be discussion. No one should just jump on board with anything. But people, do for the love of God, do better. That's why we keep increasingly hear the term Gazans. We don't hear Hamas. We don't really hear Palestinian too much. And we keep hearing this this word keep appearing over and over again. And it's done on purpose it, just to, to do exactly what you're talking about, to make sure that there is this delineation between Hamas and Palestinians. Yeah. And it just it, it, the best way to do it is refer to everybody as Gazans. I think you're right. I think that is what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and and I, so I, I went on Newsmax today, and they're great. I love Newsmax. I didn't get asked the questions I thought I was going to get asked for the segment I was on, which is fine. Um, but the, the conversation was about, should we try them for war crimes? Should the U.S. try Hamas for war crimes over killing and kidnapping American citizens? And I... Again, I was the counterterrorism officer there, so it made sense that I didn't get asked about it. But, but my, my answer is, hell no, we shouldn't do that. Why, why would we do that? It's never worked. War crimes rarely ever work. If they do, it's for certain leaders, and maybe they get tried and charged. Maybe they even get executed. But does it actually change the system? No. You wipe them off the face of the map. You don't, you don't create this narrative that there's Gazans and there's this, and that this person's good and that person. No. Look, here's the deal. There has to be, and, and I don't want this to be regional war. I don't want it to be world war. And I don't know if it can be prevented. But you do absolutely, unequivocally, 
destroy Hamas. You have to. That's the only that's the only way you do this. Yes, it's going to open up more problems. Yes, it's going to piss off Iran, who's going to counter somewhere else with multiple different groups, multiple different measures. But you can't just let it go. And you can't be like, well, let's just let the attorneys in the State Department deal with this. No, those people are all gay. They're not going to do anything. Exactly. If you have if you have these war crime tribunals or whatever, look look at Gitmo, man. We we rounded up all these people and put them in Gitmo, and what do we do? We ended up releasing most of them. How many people are left there? Like five or six. It's a, it, it's amazing if you think that you're going to put terrorists on trial, because and we can go down the conspiratorial rabbit hole again, <laughs> and I will is if you are going to go on trial, that opens up the attorneys who are representing the terrorists to discovery. And what are they going to discover? Same thing with, you know, what what are the terrorists from 9-11, the people that are in Guantanamo who are going to be awaiting trial, what are their attorneys going to discover about the 9-11 attacks? Right. Who knows? What, what are they going to discover about the uh, methods and sources that are used? Same goes with Hamas. You capture these dudes, and then you go to put them on trial— when it comes, I don't know if there's going to be a discovery process in the Hague or how that works, but what are they? What are they going to find out about the, the the this attack? You know, why was there you know a six seven hour delay from the IDF? Yeah. Well, well, it, no, that's that's a good point. I mean, that's a good point that comes into play. But moreover, and and the Marine uh, lawyer who was on there today did a good job of responding, saying, "I don't think that's the way that we we're going to go." Um, I think we're just going to go after them and kill them. And that's how Israel's going to do it. That's how we're going to do it. And that's traditionally how when you're attacked like this, you do it. And that's I think that's spot on. But why go for a hope and a prayer that something good could come? Not everything. That you could get a fractional win with a legal pursuit that's going to take years upon years. Isn't going to even probably start for years upon years. When you could just say they're over here. Let's collect more. In- let's kill them. Let's find some more intelligence. Then let's kill them. Then let's get even more intelligence. Let's kill them. Like, go to town. It's a violent world. Go have fun. Have fun and 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 eliminate them. That's what they're trying to do to you. So to be like, well, we'd like to get your top five leaders and we'd like to put them in jail. That's stupid. Right. Stop it. Yeah. You don't. You cannot fight extremists with those types of ideas. You have to fight extremists in extreme ways. We're not good about it, but that is how you have to do it without a shadow of a doubt. But my question is, we, I read that article, right? And it's a slanted article by some BS group on the left, whatever. But it's finally been greenlit. And we've probably alluded to this some, but the question that I have and a lot of people have is why is this taking so long? Why, like, why, like, you're, you're making it more complicated for yourselves in terms of the, the, the terrain, what traps could be set for you, them getting established, all of that. Uh, I mean, I, you're just making it... Bl- I understand you've got to have a strategy. There's got to be a strategy. You don't want to run in foolhardy and, and blind on things. But you're also, with each waking minute, giving them the opportunity to prepare. They've got these labyrinth of tunnels. Yes, you're planning to destroy them. Okay, but they're not all destroyed yet. Right. And there's sniper hives everywhere. There's, there's, you know, hides all the, all these. Th- there's so much that can go wrong, and I, I just feel like there's got to be more that's being done faster. Like, let's go. 
Right, because, uh, you know, I, I am not an expert in military strategy, but it seems to me the more time that ticks off the clock, the more time that the bad guys are able to get resupply, reinforcements, and start hardening their defenses. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. Me, I'm, <laughs> me too. And, I mean, I look, again, I've been... In a lot of situations, I'm not an expert on everything by any stretch, but that's that's a hundred percent how I look at it. Like you gotta you gotta go, and and if you can't go if you can't go fast, controlled opt you know controlled uh, urgency where you're you're going fast but you're being smart about it, then you do need to stop back and say, okay, well now they've probably prepared X, Y, and Z. They're probably prepped for this. They've probably done this what's the new strategy and and then you do have to slow down but it's like we we're in this weird middle ground it's like just freaking go let's go no doubt you've got some plans drafted for doing this in the event that such a thing happened but uh one other thing in that article that you brought up when they were talking about you know nobody's mentioned the post-war process for gaza i could tell you what the post-war process is it's three things it's blackrock it's state street and it's vanguard yeah. and the more carnage and just absolute decimation of the place is going to be better for those three groups yeah yeah no i think so well and, and my response is and maybe I, I was thinking as i said that i'm glad you brought that up because that was mentioned multiple times in that article. There's no plans for afterwards. My my plan is, my thought is, for now is, who fucking cares? You guys were a part of such a, a atrocious, vile event. Not everyone was in support of it. I get that. But you're a small little place. It's hard to to to, to differentiate between the two. Right now, what needs to be done is a strong message needs to be sent. Hamas needs to be wiped off the planet. There will be civilian casualties. That's just the nature of the beast. It's not ideal. It is what it is. And what happens next, we'll figure it out then. For right now, it needs to be vengeance. Vengeance, bloodthirsty people going in there and taking care of business. And, and again, I know that upsets some people and that sounds, well, that's, that's, bleh. shut up. You've never, you've never been in a situation like that. And if you, and even if you have put yourself in the situation that I don't think you have, cause this is pretty unique, but put yourself in the shoes of, of these people who, who, who experience what they just experienced. You do the same thing. You will in the right moment, you will become a savage which is what people are thinking they're going to be now because this is hap like they're going to go and do this. They're, they're not being a savage. They're defending themselves and making sure it doesn't happen again. And everyone can get to that point if the right thing happens. And you've got to be able to envision that. You've got to put yourself in that situation. And if you don't have that piss and vinegar anywhere in you, then God help you. Like, what are you even doing walking around? There's got to be that ability of, if someone did this to my wife or my spouse or my kids or my blah, 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 you go to the next level. And if you don't have a next level, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Right. And, you know, when you're, when you're talking about, you, you've got the more time we're talking about hitting back and hitting back quickly, the more time that goes by, the more talk that we're going to hear when Israel does make a move, that it's their fault. They're being overly aggressive or the proportionality that they're acting with is above and beyond you know, what what is needed. You, you see all these people on the left talk about proportionality, 
it's like, well, you can't destroy the entire place just because they killed 1,200 people. Right. You can't do this. Nobody will ever say, okay, so what's the proportionality? How many Palestinian lives are worth an Israeli life or vice versa? What, what are we working with? What's the scale that you're working with? And that's something that they will never – you could never pin them down on because if you, there, there's no answer to it. The, the answer is when it comes from the left, there's nothing that Israel can do because Israel is always wrong in whatever they do. That's just how the left views everything. Right. So no matter what Israel does, they're going to be considered by you know, Hamas supporters and other supporters who are anti-Semitic that they're wrong. And no matter what they do is the wrong thing to do. And, you know, it goes back to the whole victim oppressor ideology. And that's what we're seeing right now. So no matter what Israel does, they're always seen as the oppressor. And Hamas is always seen, always seen as the victim. No matter what they do, it, it, it's not going to be the right thing in the eyes of the leftists. No, period. And it has always been that way. And it all, it just, and that's the, that's kind of the reminder too. It's the reminder we have reminders on that particular issue, on extremist, on on the situation of Israel, on so many things where you cannot change the mind their mind no matter what. We have it now on a lot of social and cultural issues here in America. And that to me is how I've gotten to the place where I am. Which a lot of people would be like, "You're just a miserable curmudgeon." Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Like I wear it as a badge of honor now because. Because there's no, you can't, you can't agree with these people. There's no unifying with these people. There's no, because they're set in their ways. We're set in our ways, but, but their ways are just full of idiocy and, and lunacy. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing behind it. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, let me skip this next clip. Let me skip these next two, actually. Let's go to the, the one before, actually. So as all this is happening, just a quick reminder that Bidenomics is not working. Is it working for you, Tom? It is not. Okay. Yeah. So still not working for Tom, not working for me. It's not working for anyone. And you had Kelly Evans uh, from CNBC who put out this, this tweet earlier. It's official 8% mortgage rates. A $400,000 house with 20% down costs $1,000 more per month now than it did two years ago. That's crazy. My mortgage, I'm not going to say what it is, it, rate, my mortgage rate is so much lower than that. You can, here's the, here's a graph uh, uh, just showing how Bidenomics is working. It's not all good. part of the plan, man. All it is. part of I the mean, plan it, to, it, to get rid of private property ownership. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. That way, BlackRock and all these other groups come in scoop everything up the idea is for all of us to be renters yeah no i uh, and that's the troubling thing here too because we talk about it all the time but you see you you, you see these things happen and you're like man that sucks and then you're like well why is that happening because here's a solution oh and here's another solution and here's another solution hold on there's a lot of solutions to fix this. We don't actually have to experience what we're experiencing. And that's the reminder right there. Because at, at first, you're like, this sucks. Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make it as a family? How are we going to make it as a business? How are we going to make it as a country or a community or whatever? But then as you think more about it, you're like, hold up. What? 
wait a gosh darn minute, there's an answer right in front of you and you're not doing it. And it and it's it, that is the point, that is the reminder point where some alarm bells should go off and and you should realize that this is all on purpose. And and that's a tough pill to swallow. I say it all the time on the show and I still forget it. Something will happen in the news. I'll be like, I can't believe. Oh, I can believe it. Yeah. Because it's what they want. Yeah. And and good-hearted people who want the best for our country, want the best for each other, even if they have different opinions, you default to, I assume the best in that person. I'm hoping the best in that person. Hoping the best in the other side. Well, maybe they're just misguided on this issue, but we can agree on this. No. No. Those days are gone. There's, there's no maybe just, maybe that, but if what, none of those things, is it's not there. It's not there. And I hate it. I hate that it's not there. I fall prey to it all the time. Again, I make the same mistake that I tell you not to make in believing that, that there could be some hope here. Or there could be some hope there in terms of connecting with the other side. There's hope on a lot of things, to be clear. But, but in terms of connecting with the other side, reasoning with them, coming together with them, it's not there. They are actively and purposefully trying to destroy our country, the whole world, in fact. You, you can't try and unify with someone who wants to do that. I want your family destroyed. I want you poor. I want you miserable. I want you beholden to me. And I want you to be a part of this new big regime that we're creating where we have everything and you have nothing. Shit lives. They, they have a tendency to wallow in, in fear and self-loathing with no hope of any sort of 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 thought of the future and how good things can be just to, I, I don't know if you've got any friends that are democrats or shit libs or communists or whatever but they all have a few things in common and the main thing that they have in common is they're pretty fucking miserable people. Yeah. Everything that you talk to them about always sucks. The struggle is real. We have to go. Oh, my goodness, climate change is coming. We have to ban plastic straws. We have to do this. We have to do that. It's always, there is never, there's never a bright side to anything. Right. And for myself, in, in studying these people for as long as I have, a lot has to do with they don't have any faith in God. Right. And they have substituted the government for God. And so when you're dependent, when your happiness is dependent on a fellow man, you're always going to be disappointed. But the left just loves the fact that they hated, they hated Trump and they hated people who voted for him and supported him because those four years that he was president, people were happy except them. They were miserable. And now that Biden's here, they're so happy that we're people that they get to lash out against the Jewish people. They're happy that Trump is going to uh, going to court, that Jan, Jan Sixthers are going to prison. Right. They love all of it. They love punishment of people that don't disagree with them. And the main reason why a lot of people disagree with them is the fact that we don't like to wallow in self-pity and think that the sky is constantly constantly falling. We have optimism and we yeah. always want to look to the future for something better where they're just a dismal lot that you, nobody would ever want to be around. Right. No, absolutely. Well, and you, I think you keyed in on at the beginning there with the faith part because... If, if you think this is it, 
if you think your time on earth is all that's happening you're so mistaken and but but if you do you're miserable right because you're like i have nothing to look forward to and everything around me is broken so and it is it absolutely is because it's a broken world that we live in then of course you're going to be miserable if you don't have if faith in Christ and you don't you don't know where you're going after this, you don't know that the battle's won and that you have eternity of, of greatness ahead, I'd probably be miserable too. But I, I know the truth on that. So it's a different it's a different viewpoint. And it's just this so that that's such a, a, a key part of, for sure. And and they loathe God. They loathe faith. I, I, I loathe religion too, if I'm being honest with you. I because I, it's a set of rules that are, don't make sense. But I but I, I care absolutely about faith and about a relationship with Christ and all of those things. And 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 that's where, where all of that stuff comes from. So I think that's right, because that's a huge missing piece for them. And they they just are. They're so freaking miserable. And and some of them come off. I've got a couple that I can think of. I've got one in particular that I'm thinking of. Who's a great gal? Super passionate about a bunch of projects. Super chill. Can have a great cup of coffee with her hang out and talk about anything but as soon as you get onto a more serious issue something flips and then all of a sudden you hear all these talking points come out and there's anger and i can't believe it. it's and and and, sh- and she handles it better than most frankly but even so you can you can hear and feel it's all coming from a place of anger it's like slow down slow down relaxe i don't know if that's how you say it or not but that's how i'm saying it it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous, but that, but you're right. I mean, I think that's a huge component. The faith component, the faith component cannot be understated um, or overstated enough. Whatever you don't have time to say, it cannot be discussed enough um, in, in this country with the folks on the left, with the natural uh, or national pulse as a whole. Such a big deal. But we just spoke about finance and the mortgage rates, eight percent. Golly, folks, don't buy a don't buy a house right now if that's going to be the deal. Um, 8% mortgage rates. We spoke about war. We'll talk more about war. And with the world at war in multiple locations, it's not just death and destruction that should concern everyone. It's what happens to the economy when the world is in chaos. Here to give his take is American Alternative Assets Precious Metals Specialist Michael Christian. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for being here. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I think we've established uh, that there's a few things going on in the world. It is madness out there. But beyond everyone's safety, one of the next questions needs to be, what does this world chaos mean for your dollar? What does it mean for the economy? Well, I, I don't even know where to start right now because there's so many problems all at once. Uh, and But I do have good news at the end of this. Okay. Uh, the biggest problem I would say right off the top is global debt. I mean, that, that gets everything. I mean, we if you include derivatives, which brought down 2008 crash. They're twice what they were then. So that'll become part of the debt. You're talking about globally, three quadrillion dollars in debt, which is 20 times the global GDP. It's absurd. So the banking system is in a fragile position. You you know, we heard, you know, First Republic, uh, San Francisco Signature Bank in New York, uh, the Silicon Valley Bank in California, you know, that probably rings a bell. Well, there's going to be a growing number of bank defaults because they don't have your money. Great. Great. I thought you said there was good news. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is gold. You know, literally, gold is real money. It's been eternal money. It's been money forever. It's eternal wealth. 
And with all this printing that's going on, you know, we have the highest inflation in 50 years. Uh, prices are going up. Checkable deposits and savings are substantially down, which is where the banks don't have money. They're putting a big strain on American families. And now the, the families are depending upon credit cards. So credit card debt has topped $1 trillion in the first time in history. So now interest rates are rising. So bank credit is shrinking. So credit's going to get scarce, which will lead to borrowers defaulting on loans. So the, like I say, the banks don't have money. They have what's called a liquidity and solvency issue, meaning they don't have your money. So it's going to lead to unlimited money printing in a magnitude that's never seen before in history, which ultimately is a gift to gold. Yeah. It, well, absolutely. And I mean, right now, everyone's kind of, I think if, 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 if the world and, and where it was before didn't kind of get you asking questions about gold and, and, and other precious metals, uh, certainly, I think people have got to be there now. I mean, people are preparing for the worst. And, and obviously, none of us want anything more uh, awful to happen in terms of war. It looks like we're going to be involved in multiple wars. But even if that doesn't happen, what's happening to the economy, you know, with war, without war, all at the same time, is devastating. So I think you're getting more and more people who are, are ready to, to do that. Explain, I know you've done this before, but for new listeners and for ones who maybe just have forgotten, it, kind of your mindset and, and what is a fair and reasonable approach for someone who's thinking, okay, I am concerned now. I've got this IRA here. I've got this 401k here. What should I do with it? Like what, what questions should they be asking? And then what should be their expectation in terms of talking to someone like, like you guys at American Alternative Assets and saying, okay, here's how this happens? Well, look, I'm going to backtrack a tiny bit and get to that, if I may, because yeah. you mentioned war. You know, we had a lot, we've had enough trouble with, you know, climate change and wokeness with 27 genders and canceled <laughs> history and, uh, you know, forced vaccines and lockdowns and high taxes and high inflation and debt that can never be repaid. And now you add to that a Middle East war that has potential for World War III. So this will affect oil in, in the Middle East, as it always has. Gold follows oil and silver follows gold. So. Gold and oil move in tandem. These are more good news. So I don't know what Biden's and the government's ideology is. If you know it, please fill me in, because <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, we've lost the manufacturing base. Our military power is declining rapidly. And we're spending money like drunken sailors. And I don't know what's going to happen in Ukraine, but you know they're pitted against a superpower. So then you factor in the CDBCs, this digital currency. And that's coming whether we like it or not. So it, the biggest risk there is not surveillance, which is a risk, and they can see what you're doing, and they don't like what you tweeted, they could turn your money off, etc. But the biggest risk there is negative interest rates. So they can, in one second, create negative interest rates. So now, not only do you not get interest on your savings, but it costs you money to have your money. Right. So you're losing your principal. So the economic and financial risk is now at a level that could lead to destruction of your nest egg. Pure and simple. It's never been seen before in history. And this is, this is serious business. So now you look at the stock market. So if you have an IRA, a 401k, you're most likely you're restricted to stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and insurance products like annuities. That's it. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds. But that's not where you, that's, you don't have to be there. You can actually, and we help you do this quickly, you can roll it over into a self-directed IRA. There's no 
tax consequences, no penalties, no fees. And you can own physical gold and silver in it. You know, Fox Business News had an article last week. It's not a great title, but it's the title was A Crash Not Seen Since the Great Depression. So if that's correct, stocks are going to be down, they could be down 90%. And most bonds are going to be worthless. And the high rates and defaults will see to that. So the message is get out of stocks and all bonds instruments. And if you want to have any money left, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, my, you know, my financial advisor said this, and financial advisor. Here's the truth. 99% of investment professionals underperform the market. Yeah. You know, they're so-called experts, and they talk in all this gobbledygook, and they move you from one asset to another because they're churning you, and they're making commissions on your money. Yeah. If they said to you, stay in gold and stay there for a long time, you know, they couldn't justify their existence, but you'd be, your, your wealth would be intact. So the good news is, and I know I'm going on here to answer your question, uh, you know, the central bankers have always ruined fiat money. They just print it to exist out of, you know, they, they make it worthless. But holding physical gold outside the banking system is a must because yeah. it'll make gold become more and more valuable. So if you have an IRA, 401k, again, it can be rolled over. If you're sitting on substantial savings. You you know, you're going to lose money just holding it. So you want to turn that into gold as soon as you can right now. Physical gold will outperform all major investments. And you'll avoid a destruction of your nest egg by owning physical gold and silver. Well, I think it is just so smart. Again, we always talk about it when you're on here, but you look at history. If, if Okay, you don't, let's say you don't trust what someone is saying out there. You don't trust what we're saying here right now. Okay, let's look at history, okay? We're, we're not saying this. You're not saying this just because you woke up today and decided to, to, to talk about this. This is what you do for a living. And historically speaking, this has always been the case. And it is scary, and right? I get it. It's, it's tricky because f the financial profession is kind of like, a, I guess, a lot of others. You could say medicine. You know, they don't want to give away the cheap medicine. They don't want to prescribe this or look at something that's alternative because even though they might believe it's going to work, what does that do for, for them, their career, for the hospital writ large, for the industry writ large? And it's the same thing here. You can't the, a lot of these people in a lot of these industries, finance being, I think, chief among them or certainly at the top is is one where they just prey on people not knowing, hey, you don't really know what you're, you're doing. So I'll just I'll just tell you this. And I, I, you're right. There's a lot of financial advisors out there who will say, oh, don't don't, don't worry about gold. We got this. We got this. They don't and, make any money when you buy gold. They can't charge you fees. I yeah. have financial advisors that are my customers and they buy gold. So I had this conversation. I think I said this to you once before. I, a guy has like, you know, whatever, 150 clients. I said, we should help them get X amount of percentage gold. And he goes, oh, no, 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 I can't get them gold. Because that takes money. Yeah. These people, people are finding out that when you have money with a financial advisor, you think it's your money. It's their money. And <laughs> when you try to move it, you're going to find out the hard way. And a lot of them, well, what they'll do is they'll, they'll appeal to their emotions. And these are with grown men. You know, they'll say, they'll say, Mike, you know, the guy said, you know, my, my financial advisor said, you know, we've been together a long time and what we've done and this and that. <laughs> no, <laughs> meanwhile, he's losing you money. Or right. when you do lose money, all he's going to say is, hold on, it'll come back. And it may take 10 years. Yeah. So the goal is to move asset classes into gold before the major correction. But right now, I'm not the only one saying this. The people that have been around a long time, I've been doing this a long time, the people who've been doing this longer than me are saying, I read a guy, an article last week, I said, you want to buy as much gold as you can afford, 
and then when you're done, buy more. <laughs> well, I think it's sage advice because you just it, one, it just is on a normal day, but you just don't know when that next thing's next thing's going to pop off and change everything. And and everyone is predicting craziness coming down the road. Uh, you know the article you read last week at, at Fox Business, but there's other folks too saying, hey. Nothing good is coming, and then when you you add on these wars and conflicts, it is it exacerbates things. So don't get caught with your pants down. Don't get caught in a situation where where you're stuck and you've seen things drop 70, 80, 90 percent. That is cataclysmic. That is awful. No one. There's, they're predicting that. I was talking yeah. to a customer yesterday who's a retired life insurance sales guy, and um, he said, "You know, I'm thinking about this," and I said, "Listen, wealth, gold is wealth insurance." It's wealth insurance. I said, let me ask you a question. When you sold life insurance, you think it's better to sell it before the person's dead? Yeah. I mean, you want gold now. And here's another thing. Never worry about the price of gold because you'll be measuring it with money that has no relevance, paper money. All you need to be concerned about is how many ounces of gold, how many ounces of silver do I have? Because that's the only real money that you're going to have. Yeah. And, and you know, when you, if things go really bad, which is a high probability that they will, because the last time we spoke, there was no war in the Middle East, and now no. there is. Yeah. As of this morning, the drone bombed, you know, a, a United States target. So we don't know what's coming, and it's all getting more heated up, and it's going to affect everyone's wealth, their nest egg. Yeah. No, absolutely. It is the time, folks. Make the call. Look, I mean, uh, first first and foremost, Michael, thank you so much for being here and, and sharing your, your wisdom and knowledge on all of this and, and just reminding people how important it is where we are is as a world, as a collective body right now. It's not good. Uh, so make the call, guys. You can call the number 833, uh, the number two USA Gold. It's 833-287-2465, or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. Make a phone call. I know some of you are concerned. Just just talk to some people and 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 have a conversation. See what makes the most sense for you. But I think that this is the answer, uh, and I think that you'll get to that same conclusion when you talk to the good people over at American Alternative Assets. Yeah, we're we're, we're there's a lot of people places to get gold these days. But and I could be anywhere that I want to be. This is where I stay because I'll tell you something. Uh, we match or beat any price in the country. And we put the gold in your hands faster than any company I know of. And I know them all. I look at price sheets of them. We're probably 20 to 40% cheaper than all the other places that people buy gold. So I'm, I'm literally fine that like it's a, it's a second wind in my career right now to help people because I see what's going to happen and, and how valuable it is to people that have put their assets in gold. So that's, uh, thank you for having me. No, absolutely. Thank you for coming. Uh, listen to all those things. Best rates, great people. There's a reason we partner with them and and are so close with them because we trust them. We know that they know what they're doing. Uh, so again, give them a call. It's 833, the number two USA gold, 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Michael, thanks again for being here. Thank you, Drew. All right, so great having Michael on again. Folks, check him out. Give them a call. Visit protectfrombiden.com, whichever works best for you. Uh, things are getting <laughs> things are getting dicey out there, to say the least. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break before we do. Let's squeeze in our question of the day, and this one comes from Disco. 
He was like, we should use this as a future one. I was like, well, I don't have one today, so we're just going to use it today. The future is now, friends. Yeah. Future is now. Okay, here's the deal. You get to delete one thing from Earth. What is it? Again, I shall say the question of the day. It's rhyming now like Dr. Seuss didn't intend on this. It's just happening. It's all happening so fast. You get to delete one thing from Earth. What is it? You can only pick one. Send your responses in. We will get ours in as well after a quick break. Stay with us. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late. My business partner, Jim, and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is it's our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's, for us, our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Ocoa Philippi project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values, and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all, we wanna serve good coffee to them all, and we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, but is willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them. of America. You love your kids. You love God. You love this country. 
and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave Books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared, this may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> All right, here we are. Welcome back. Um Hope you had a good break. We had a good break. We were trying to figure out kind of next steps here, a couple things pivoting and changing on us, but we're gonna do it. Oh no, Disco brought no, no. Um, the the video that was sent to to Disco during this break um, was something special, and I say something special, absolutely disturbing and gross. Uh, speaking of gross, sickness can be gross. That, that's not really a great segue, but I'm gonna use it anyways. And we're living in a time where there is lots of sickness out there. There always has been. There's COVID, there's the flu, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, and it's hard to get the medicines and stuff that you need in those times because most of the doctors won't prescribe it. They just won't. We talked about that earlier with Michael. You've got folks who 
Oh yeah, I totally would do this if it was behind the scenes and behind closed doors, but I'm not going to do it here. So we're living in those times. We're living in a time of, of war, a time of, um, of uncertainty. All that to say, it's super important that you have the medications that you need, not just the ones that you know you need on a day-to-day -day basis, but the ones that you might need moving forward. So please, 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 please be prepared. You can partner with our friend. You can not part. Well, we're partnering with him. You can go and purchase from our friends at the wellness company this outstanding medical emergency kit. They provide top quality wellness products, and they have really, really outdone themselves with this kit. It's got a range of prescription medications like ivermectin, antibiotics. It, it comes with eight different medicines, folks. Stuff that's it's trickier stuff to get on the market these days. And you can do it all through telemedicine. You don't have to leave your own home. You don't have to get dressed. Stay in your jammies. Do the consultation. Purchase the kit. And then you're good. You've got ivermectin. You've got uh, so many things. You can go on the list and see. Go to rvmemergencykit.com. You're going to be so glad that you've got this. Have it in your back pocket. I hope you don't have to use it. I really do. I hope you don't have to use it. But don't be in the situation where you might have to use it, and then you don't have it. RVMEmergencyKit.com. We're super proud uh, to be partnered with the wellness company on this. Super impressed with this particular kit, and super excited that we get to offer it to you guys. So go check it out. Again, it's RVMEmergencyKit.com. Okay, so we're going to come back to question of the day. The question, by the way, though, is you get to delete one thing from Earth. What is it? But for now, we're going to go somewhere else. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world. And as such, we decided we'd kind of encapsulate some of that in a new segment, something we're calling Welcome to Absurdia. in absurdia i am the mayor of absurdia tom cunningham and with this segment what we're gonna do what i've done is i've i've gone through the internet with a fine tooth comb to find some of the videos that are helping shape the world that we live in so disco without further ado let's play the first video oh boy <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you've uh, you've probably have seen this TikTok influencer. The I've skipped one. it on purpose. I never watched it. I've seen it in my feed, and I never watched it very much on purpose. I don't. I don't like it. Well, th this heavy set person, not him, but the heavy set person, is making the rounds, and he she describes herself as not your typical perfect 10 yeah i'd say so which i don't know this is all very absurd and also the fact that dude is, is smelling right the cushion that she why is that your on. first response <laughs> i don't know i mean no 
I'm not sure if somebody put him up to that or if that's something that he's truly into. It was kind of curious. I have to admit, too, do, do you ever do this whenever you're out walking and you're in your in a big fat person is coming your way? Do you hold your breath when you pass him? No, I no, I <laughs> I just pass him. Everyone's fat in America these days. I know they've gotten real fatter. Since. But 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 what is that? I mean, what did he expect? You could go back to him sniffing disco. He goes, he, he, like, that's your immediate reaction. I just don't get what you're sniffing. Like, what, so, what did you expect so, to be smelling there? So th this cat here, you guys can hear me, right? Yep. This cat here, he has a social media page where he sniffs things. Okay. Oh, All right. Makes total okay. sense then. Yeah. I mean, he's, that's still fucked up, but like, that's okay. That makes a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more but, sense. And he does it for all women, not just. Big, he does it for all women. He, he's, you know, he doesn't discriminate. It's kind of a strange little fetish to have. I did work with a producer once who she straight up told me, she says, look, I've got this weird thing that if you're wearing a hat and you put it down, I'm going to smell it. And That's... I was like, okay. So I took off my baseball cap, kind of went away, and I look over and there she is. She's like, I'm sorry, it's just what I do. So... I, I can kind of understand where that guy was coming from. Okay, wow. Okay, all right, let's keep going. All right, just go next one. Say, pull, stick. The higher you jump, the less it hurts. Yeah? Yeah, all right. One time, that's it. Three, two, one. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, this is the trampoline made with barbed wire. I was gonna say, is that Constantina? Like, what? You okay, dude? Good. It's barbed wire, and then when he hit it first, it did the flip. The barbed wire got caught in his hair. Again, this is one of these weird instances where people have a lot of time on their hands, and you know, with the way that people get famous on social media and able to make a buck from it, you see stuff like this all the time. Now, Drew. What would it take for you to jump on a trampoline made of barbed wire? I mean, it would take so much. I, I, I can't think of what it I, 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 I don't know. I mean, there, it's a sizable figure. And I look, I, I, I wanted to be, after high school, I, I kind of wanted to be a wrestler. Like, I was kind of into that. You still want to be. I still, okay, fine. I still want to be. But, but I'm not into, like, the extreme rule stuff. Like, I'll do some extreme stuff. But when the barbed wire comes in or they spread the tacks all over like Mick Foley will do, it's like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. There, there's been times when you've called me late at night and you're like, fuck it, let's just get into wrestling. Oh, I will. It's Thursday night. You and I hang out late on Thursday nights. I'll probably call you later tonight and be like, you're going to be named this and I'm going to be this. But I, I don't want to jump. Okay, let me let me phrase it this way. I do and I'm coming for the title, but I, I, I don't want to do that. The thing that I find, well, there's a lot of things I find impressive about this video, but one of them is the way that they skinned the trampoline and meticulously strung the barbed wire back, back and forth. Yeah, back no, and it's. Forth. I mean, it's a work of art. I mean, yeah. if we're being honest. And look at the amount of people that are here for this. Yeah, you've got what four right here. It's and a dog. Is that a poodle? Four, five, six. Oh, that's a human. Sorry. Yeah. That's a, I literally thought that was a dog a second ago. <laughs> so um, you've got six, five, five people we can see, six, including that guy, and a seventh person 
with the other with the angle the hero shot of coming off the ladder okay so i you know the, i have mad respect for them actually conceptualizing this idea the execution was a bit poor but you know because his hair got tangled in it but what do you expect you got long hair in your well i don't think you would really know what to expect because it's got to be the first time you're attempting this no right? you don't attempt this multiple times i would I, yeah i would think i would think okay all right, I'm dying to know what's next. All right, Disco, let's see the next in the world of the absurd. Let me this one you. isn't really absurd. I just like it. And I know you like it, too. Husband Daycare Center. Yeah. Can we go back to that sign? It looks amazing. Is there an address? Cold beer football. <laughs> Need time to yourself. Want to go shopping? Leave your husband with us. Amen, sister, that's, or whoever made that. That's perfect for Friday and Saturday, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yes, I'm so looking forward to the weekend, and now I'm looking forward to it even more. I mean, I, now, in fairness, my family gets straight up into some balls, so um, I don't have to, to leave them. But that is a needed thing right there. Oh, yeah, especially have, if you had, like, a school bus to make rounds and pick everybody up. Then you could get as drunk as you want, and then the school bus would drop you off. It would just be like – it would be like elementary school all over again with – well, this would be like your your wife would be sitting there tapping her foot. <laughs> where, where have you been? That sort of thing. All right, Disco, let's see the next one. You know uh... – Years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I work in the Senate to write something for a man? He said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. I'd have uh, taken too much time. I... He just he always trails off like this. He does. It's a, it's a it's a frequent occurrence. That's 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 what he does. And we've addressed this in a serious light, and it needs to just be, it needs to be addressed again. It's uh, it's so weird because he's like he has this great setup yeah. that he's going to tell you this quote that he's really proud about, well, and then it's uh, uh, running out of time. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, gotta go to the next one. Yeah, I agree. A, a reminder, you're the president of the United States. Are you really? Are you making decisions? Are you are you determining things? No. But you get to fly on Air Force One. You get to meet with world leaders. You get to do all this stuff. The, 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 the world is your oyster. The stage is yours. You don't have to leave when someone else tells you. You don't have to stop a story when you think you should stop. You can just do whatever you want, damn near. And, and I don't want you to, to be clear. Actually, I do, because you give us so much entertainment. But... But I don't because you're a disaster and you're destroying our country and you hate our country. But it, it is. It's just remarkable. Like, why, why, why are you stopping yourself? It, the reason is, is because his, he, like, has a thought and then his drugs wear off and he gets distracted in his brain. He forgets where he's even going with it. And he, and he stops. Let me ask you this question. You're president of the United States. What do you serve as a meal on Air Force One if you're flying from D.C. to Portugal? Mm. I want some sort of a nice, fresh, cold um, dish as an appetizer. Like a charcuterie board? Well, that could work. Or I was even thinking something along the lines of like a, um, not a gazpacho, but like a, why can't gazpacho. I? Not, not, uh, that, actually, that sounds great too. <laughs> but um, 
Gosh, what what did we have? The the tuna that we had in the local place uh, where we spent shit tons of money. That was a tuna. Um, the the at Oku the at Oku yeah it was like the it had it, the, the yellow belly the um yellow the fatty tuna yeah no the no toro? no it wasn't it was like you know it's like when you have like a citrusy it's cold and citrusy like a ceviche almost? ceviche yes thank you I I'd like a ceviche as an appetizer um and then I'd like some you know just kind of a nice nice protein. Are we going steak? Are we going? I mean, ideally, we're going chicken? steak. Like, let's go a, a Portuguese or kind of, you know, that part of the world themed steak dinner, and then a nice dessert, and then a nice coffee with, with of course, wine, copious amounts of wine and and liquor throughout, and then a nice cordial to finish. What do you have for dessert? <sighs> I want something creamy. Probably that cream from the uh, the. Capitol Grill when we were in Milwaukee. Oh my gosh, that cream! I would bathe in. I would, <laughs> I would murder small villages for that cream. That cream was so good. What was our server's name? Michael. Yeah, I think it was. We tipped the shit out of Michael because that cream was so good. He didn't even make the cream, and he got a great tip because of the cream. <laughs> good for you, Michael. All right, Disco. What's next? Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly you certainly you tap certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know this and that. Right wing, they, you know. I mean, it's that that type I of ideological thing. I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of don't pe- really believe in that. Okay, a lot of people would would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump. Uh, well, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. I, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm sure there's some out there but anyways the, the point of this the point of this question is i mean why should why should canadians trust you with their vote given you know not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of donald trump's book but what are you also, talking about what page what page can you give okay. me a page give me the page you keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, that. in terms of tur- turning things quite dramatically in terms of of trudeau and and the left wing and all of this i mean you you, you make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it so i'm, I'm not sure i don't under, i don't know what your question okay. is then forget that why should canadians trust you with their vote common sense okay. common sense for for a change we're going to make common sense common in this country we don't have any common sense in the current government you know the guy prints 600 billion dollars grows our money supply by 32 percent in three years that's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. I love this guy. I do too. He's perfect. That was the perfect answer because what journalists do now is they try and lead you with these questions that put you on the defensive, and he's asking this guy to be specific. They talk in generalities all the time. Well, people say, 
He's like, what people? Well, you know, I'm sure there's people out there. Okay, there's people out there, but you don't have, you're not referencing, referencing a poll where it, it would be different if he said, well, a new polling came out. Canadians think that you're a lot like Donald, you know, 80% of Canadians think you're a lot like Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't. He just tries to bait him to put him on the defensive to say that he's not like Trump. And so finally, after uh, Pierre asking this guy a bunch of questions with the questions that he asked, this guy, the shit lib journalist, finally comes across with the question, why should Canadians vote for you? Which is what he should have led with. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, it is. I just love the slow. I mean, <clears throat> I love the demeanor that he has. For one, he's eating an apple. And we've all, a lot of us have seen this clip throughout the week uh, circulating. But you're, you're eating an apple, you're calm, and you're basically just saying, I mean, basically the whole time, like, bite, bite, bite. You're an effing idiot. Yeah. Your question's stupid. Ask a better question. Another bite. Yeah. I mean, I love that because. Because they and he and you could see it like they don't know what to do with that. Like his whole thing was like he'd get a response from him. And he's uh, um, OK, <laughs> yeah. next question is this. Journalists are so used to being on the attack. Right. And then when somebody attacks back, the journalist doesn't know how to handle it. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, no, this isn't the way this is supposed to go. I'm supposed to be the aggressor, not you. But when the tables get turned. They shit their pants. They, they totally. Ha they have well, no idea. Well, they're such weak beta males or, or weak females in the, in the situation where they're females. They just are. They don't. They have no no strength. There's no piss and vinegar. It's just all. I mean, even even the one like look. Some of them are more the smug ones in particular. They they hang in there a little bit longer. The Caitlin Collins of the world, where they just get more bitchy as the night goes on. It's a yes no question, Mr. President. <laughs> it's a yes no question, Mr. President. But, 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 but most of them respond like he just did. That was great. I love that clip. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic clip. And you know, if you're gonna turn the tables on on the media, you know, Dave Portnoy did a great job. Remember that clip that was going around a couple of weeks ago? Because these journalists don't do any reporting. What right. they do is they start with a narrative and then they try to get quotes to fit the narrative for the story that they already have. So you know, kudos to uh, Pierre for hanging in there. Hundred percent. All right, Disco, let's see the next one. <laughs> this one. This one goes from zero to 100 in like a split second. Dude bumps into him on the dance floor and he knocks him out. <laughs> and he's not done. He just goes around and he starts fucking everybody up on the dance We've talked about it before. I always say that people are walking around at an eight. This is a good example of that. And he's still fighting fools. Yeah. I love they've added the smack <laughs> noises in. This is unbelievable to me. One, how long it's going on, and then how many targets he has. And he's just working this poor guy at the end. It's just, it, it's mesmerizing to me that this guy was dancing 
And all of a sudden, somebody bumps into him, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take on everybody in the club." I, don't, I mean, I, look, I'm not, I'm not a frequent purveyor of gay bars and gay dance clubs, <laughs> but I, I just wouldn't think that this is a scene you see often there. No, because I would think that anybody who has that much rage inside them at a gay bar, the sex is gonna be really rough. Oh yeah. I'll say there was still like right as uh, I don't never mind. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Can we go to the next clip? Oh, <laughs> uh, this one, uh, this one really bugs me. This is another area of the absurd, and it doesn't take much setup. You can kind of get what's going on. You've got you know a person with pink hair, so you know that something vicious is about to happen. What school do you go to? What school do you go to? What school do you go to, miss? These chicks are such trash. Those are pictures of people who are missing or hostages in Israel that they have up all over the place. And now it's the cool thing to do is to walk by these photographs and tear them down. We, you know, we've seen it a couple other places. I think there's another video coming up of it. But it just, if that's your mentality, that you're going to tear down the picture of another human being who happens to be missing and, you know, might be dead or is a hostage, there's something wrong with you. you, You've made a weird detour in life that the rest of us haven't made, fortunately. Yeah. And I... If she doesn't turn it around in the other one, I, they, they've got a they've got a rough life ahead of them. They are, they absolutely do. I, they, it is so sick. You, the amount of people you've seen. The, the saving grace is the one dude who was the worked at the dentist office in Miami, lost his job. Right. Uh, but but man, um, I, I I just yeah. What's what what's what's wrong with you? No, and you know what? You're un to me. You're unemployable. Yeah. And another weird thing about this, we have this sort of arrested development that's going on with kids in our society. She's going to act like a tough adult by tearing the, these posters down. But look at their backpacks. Right. They're children. You know, they're children acting like ghoulish adults, which is very frightening because, you know, in the Maoist revolution, it was children, females acting like ghoulish adults that did the most horrific things during the revolution. So yeah. that this this is very to me is kind of terrifying on a few different levels. No, I agree. All right, Disco, what do we got? Why are you tearing them down? Same guy. Same guy. And the same people were kidnapped. See, repeating the lie that they killed people in a hospital. Yeah. Total lie. This guy, this was at uh, UPenn, and I can't remember this guy's name, but he's a graduate assistant, and he's been arrested f- before for protesting different things, and I will guarantee you that he's probably a member of Antifa or some other... Mouth-breathing organization. Yeah. yeah. And he has no intention of ever leaving college to get a job in the wor- real world and just sits around, you know, like we used to all do in college and just be like... Okay, so if the world just did a few more bong hits, we could all just be mellow and live together. But unfortunately, that's not how the world is. But people like this that stay on campus their entire life, 
that's how they view the world because they, they, they have no they, they have no third eye they have no other experiences in life yeah and this is what you get that is what you get that is what you get all right let's do one or two more what else we got oh this is a good one dude's trying to get away from the police from jumping roof to roof runs past the police stumbles and boom canine's got him that is so good Looks like it's like Arizona or something with the the shale rock and the right. That was it was from a Phoenix TV station, and the dude was trying to jump from roof to roof. I got to give him credit for that. That's like that's some Matt Bourne shit right there. Yeah, or Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. Matt yeah. Bourne. I can't. Do it. <laughs> He's the uh, Matt Bourne was a clown. Similar WWF. <clears throat> But yeah, when he hits the ground, and you notice that the the officers that are there, they've got their long rifles, and they're just like, "All right, let's let him go," and we've got the dog that can take him down. Because if I don't think if you have a long rifle that you want to go hands on with somebody. Yeah. So obviously that was the best course of action. So it's nice to see the bad guy going to jail, but in this day and age, I'm probably pretty sure he's out now and he'll get community service or something. Probably. All right, Disco, next one. No, not again. Yes, yes, there's another one with Oh her. no, not no. Okay. This is this like this based off of the conversation we're having now. <sighs> like if it were a date? Yeah. Because this is technically like a date, like a mini date. Go back. You know I want to I'm see not you. really sure. Kind of got a blindfold on, so I don't really know what to ask you. You can okay, take a blindfold so I'm, off. I'm not your typical 10, so like what or looks like everything to you? Like what is the vibe? Not everything, but it plays a big part. For sure. Well, with that being said, you can take your blindfold off. Oh, fuck no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I love these sort of like experimental dating things that people do with like the blindfolds and it's all about the connection that you can make through the conversation that you're having with somebody so there are no barriers between you because the <laughs> ultimate goal is to fall in love with somebody based on their personality and looks has nothing to do with it and this as you see is a huge fail <laughs> it really was um I would say that everything very nicely fit into um, the town of Absurdia. It, it fits. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's play one more. You okay. really got to see. Have you seen this one? I've seen this one. Let's do it. All right. Things I hate about America after spending lots of time overseas, part one. This one might piss people off, but the patriotism. A flag on every single street is just simply unnecessary. American flag hats, the American apparel, just it's everything. You know what I'm talking about? We push this American agenda on everyone who lives here so hard. And when we go to other countries, it's just not pushed that hard. When you go other countries, they just they rep their country without being literally annoying about it. Number two, the English language obsession. Yes, I'm not an idiot. I know that English is the language of America. But at the same time, don't you think it's a problem that almost 80% of America, of our country, literally only speaks English? Because if you don't think that's a problem, then you've never left America. Because I can tell you right now that it is very much a problem. At the bare minimum, we should be taught on a much higher level at least one or two other languages, and we're just simply not, and then we get upset with tourists when they don't speak perfect English when they come here. And it's just out of control because we as Americans, when we go to other countries, what language do we expect them to speak? Always English. Always. 
such an obnoxious chick, isn't she? Yeah. It, first of all, if you've got the money at this age to be able to travel, you, mommy and daddy are taking care of you. Okay? Right. Yeah. You don't actually understand the real world. No. And, and second of all, she, well, first, she starts talking about how much she hates seeing American flags, hats, and everything else. It's just like, it's too much America stuff. Overseas, you don't see that. Well, no shit. You're overseas. Why right. would you see an American flag? You know, it, it just, and then she goes on. This is the sort of, I like to call this the, uh, the, the, she, she's able to have the white liberal luxury beliefs. Yeah. Where she can criticize everybody else because she lives in this bubble where everything is perfect and taken care of for her. And you can see that lilt in her voice with that crappy shit lib kind of condescending tone that she has with everything that she's saying. It's just, it's enough to make me want to throw up all over her. You say all over her? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, no, it is. Well, and, and you do that, and you're, you're, you're out of touch, and you're like, well, I'm just going to do this, and I'm going to put this, this camera here where people are mostly staring at my boobs, and then I'm going to say stupid shit and, and hope that it goes viral on social media. And, and yet, here we are talking about it. But that, that I mean, that's... That's that's America's youth, folks. That That is another week in Absurdia. And if you have any clips that you want to see here on Welcome to Absurdia, make sure that you reach out to producer at redbeachmedia.com. There we go. <laughs> send them in. Send them in. That was absurd. Yeah. <laughs> that that was it. That was it. We're you know we're just we're we're playing with some stuff. We're having some fun. Um, let's get back to the question of the day real quick, if we can. Which was as a reminder, you. I don't even. I don't even. We we, we drove right into absurdia. I don't know if your answers have come in or not, but we dove right into absurdia. Absurdia. The question was: You get to delete one thing from Earth. What is it? Send your response in again if you already did. Send in your response for the first time if you have not. Also, by the way, hit that like button if you haven't. Do us a solid. Hit that like button. Keep engaging. Make sure you're subscribed on the platform if you're not already. Um, let's have... Oh, I'm seeing something in preview that discos. <laughs> uh, let's get to... Um, let's get to your answer first, Tom. You get to delete one thing. One thing. Originally, my uh, my deletion was going to be mosquitoes, but then I thought about it long and hard, and I decided I wanted to delete the largest weapon of mass destruction that the planet Earth has ever known, and that would be high fructose corn syrup, hmm. which that little invention there has caused a dramatic spike in obesity, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, pretty much every ill that plagues Americans can and around the world can be linked back to high fructose corn syrup. Very, um, very noble of you. Very noble of you bringing in high fructose corn syrup. All, there's so many products that go into your food that now I'm thinking, I didn't even think along those lines. But that is, God, it's in everything too. You're like, oh, this is, and someone will, they'll put it on their label too. Like this is, high quality or this is better or whatever quality they not necessarily organics organic wouldn't have 
high fructose corn syrup. But you'll have you'll have uh, you'll have some label on there that it's like it's better for you. And you, you flip it around, and you're like, or or one of your top three ingredients is high fructose corn syrup, and this is literally killing me. Um, and you are killing people happily because you're awful. I that, that's a great answer. I really like that answer, and I respect you more tonight than I did earlier today for said answer. Um, <clears throat> it's really hard for me to avoid mosquitoes is my answer yeah I, I mean honestly for me it's probably liberal people or mosquitoes they're both annoying as shit they're persistent as all get out but i feel like it's a little bit kinder of me to say mosquitoes than liberal people um <laughs> yes and, that human beings yes i, I mean agree with genocide that. of humans or <laughs> bugs i'll go bugs because i want I do want things to be better. They're not going to be. Especially when you have, like, Fauci talking about weaponizing mosquitoes. Yes, no, exactly. (laughs) And and Gates. And, and, yeah, I mean, you guys have heard before. I like to – it's a different scenario now. Everything's changed with our new time. But I would like to, in the previous days, when we were 3 to 6, go home and sit out back after dinner with the family, sit out back and and have a cigar and kind of start the the, – early goings of the next day's show but those damn mosquitoes man they ruin everything you get to the point where you're like typing doing you know moving your cigar and then you're smacking and then and then all of a sudden it's like screw it i'm out of here and you, and you, <laughs> you, but i think um i think that's i think that's the direction i gotta go i just hate them so much i hate them so much disco you asked the question if you can talk if you have words in your mouth what's your answer Social media. Ooh, mm. that's actually a good I one. can't stand. I can't stand the bouts that people have on that. The miss, even like you know, it's like text messages. You read the text wrong. You read the email wrong. The, the tones. You're like, oh, he's mad at me. He's not mad. He's just saying words. Shut up. Yeah. No, I like that too. I just hate people in general. So I thus hate social media. I love all of you guys, of course, in the chat, in the in the audience, in the studio. But, but. <laughs> people are disappointing social media gives you all the stories and news you don't want to hear and then you see people who are like did you see the sandwich i had today let me tell you about the diet i'm going on did you see what my kid did i don't care about your kid i've got my own kids one of my favorite things about social media is the friends that i have on facebook who overshare about everything like relationships bad breakups when they air their personal shit out in public i can't believe it It, it's to me it's better than any reality show but it's like man can you just pull it together and and know that not everything you do has to be public but my guilty pleasure are reading those (laughs) i love it all right so uh is everyone ready for their answer to, to seem very shallow and awful meaning my crew i'm talking to us ready yeah barb says hatred Ooh, i love that answer i and i i actually i mean i really do and it's not just it's not just it's not just barb judy comes in seconds later internet seconds later and says hate that would be amazing and now i mean literally i hate myself for not having that good of an answer 
because I would love to not have rage rage and all the stuff that we've got going on (laughs) not just towards us but also likewise going back the other way it goes it goes both ways 100 percent and i i really like that answer because it would be so much better so much less stressful granted we'd be out of a job but but i'm okay with that we'll figure some stuff out that would be that would be great i love that answer um there's libtards i like that answer too but if we got rid of hate then we wouldn't have to deal with with them because they're the most hateful people on the planet so um those ones that answer wins wins the night takes the cake if you will which reminds me do we have cake tonight is we don't the the best i could do are those little biscoff cookies that delta Airlines serves (laughs) perfect (laughs) perfect um okay so let's talk speaker speaker update here because earlier today well let's play let's do this earlier today before everything changed even more uh, ahead of what was going to be the third vote i don't know if this was today or at the end of yesterday i forget but you had hakeem jeffries say that jordan jim jordan is a clear and present danger to democracy (laughs) take a listen I think Disco's dead. Have you heard anything from the Republican side, any members over the last couple of days that have come to you guys calling for a bipartisan compromise or looking to work with you on that? There have been ongoing informal conversations that um, have been undertaken over the last few days. I think there's a possibility those can accelerate now that Jim Jordan clearly does not have the votes to be speaker. For good reason, Jim Jordan is the poster child for MAGA extremism. He is a clear and present danger to our democracy. There are many good men and women on the Republican side of the aisle who are qualified to be the speaker of the House of Representatives. There is no circumstance where Jim Jordan is one of them. Okay. So Hakeem, who, whatever. I mean, there's, I don't even think this is worth discussing. Hakeem's a hot mess. Hakeem, he, Hakeem's a communist. Yes, he's calling Jim Jordan a clear and present danger to democracy. Again, reminder, Hakeem, we are not a democracy. But also just reminder, you're scum of the earth. You hate this country, and you want to radically, radically overhaul this country. So maybe, maybe just sit this one out. But there was supposed to be, so there was supposed to be a third vote at noon today. And then we hear Jim Jordan's out, or he's he's slowing the roll, canceling the vote at noon, going to just let um, McHenry, who's who was who was of course Speaker Pro Tempore, um, remain in that temporary position until January. The little bitch dude with the bow tie. Little bitch dude with the bow tie. <laughs> yeah. I'm backing out. We'll just leave it there. I'm going to try. And what he said is, I'm going to try and get the votes and work behind the scenes, and then we'll we'll tackle this again in in January of 2024. Then tonight, all of a sudden, things change again, and you hear Jordan's back in. They're going to do a vote, and they might do a vote tonight. We've been with you. We'll look at it during the break here in a second, but. Um, they were talking about even potentially doing another vote tonight, which I will just say this. Look, here, here's here's my, my stance on this. Jim would probably be better than most. As I said yesterday, I would like to see him get that opportunity so we can see whether he is for real or not. Because to date, we've seen lots of just words and no action, which is not all his fault. 
not all his fault. He can't do anything and everything on his own. He has said some great things over the years. But I'd like to see him get a shot. I, I, there's a lot about him that I do like. But I don't think it's going to happen. And even forcing the third vote tonight, if they, if they end up doing the third vote tonight, or if they do it tomorrow, if they do one tonight and one tomorrow, however that happens, I, I just don't think it matters, you guys. He was he the second vote he went from 20 to 22 that he was you know so it's going the wrong direction to get everyone swayed over to that I ah, man I just don't see it I just don't see it um we'll see what happens with it I would love for it to be the case I I don't see it next speaker vote expected at 10 a.m. Friday uh according to Jim Jordan's office we just we just saw here thank you disco so we'll see what happens with it tomorrow but I would not count on much of a change. Maybe he, maybe it goes from 22 back to 20. Maybe it goes from 22 to 17. But he's got to get to only five detractors. That's a, I mean, that is a sea of change. Yeah. It's a sea of change. Yeah, my general rule is whoever the establishment views as a danger and hates their guts, I like. Yeah. Because that means that they're doing something that is not a part of the status quo of the swamp. And especially when it rattles Democrats to call them, call Jim Jordan an insurrectionist or an election denier. It's like, you know what? I love Jim Jordan even more because he gets under your skin and pisses you off because it's people like Jim Jordan who are blocking these shit libs from going full communist in the United States. Yeah. Well, when you see Hakeem Jeffries saying what he said, you see Nancy Pelosi saying all the things she said, you see the rhinos and establishment. I mean, Absolutely. That is a good sign. It's absolutely a good sign. Uh, listen, folks, we're going to squeeze in a break. President Biden uh, is supposed to speak in less than 60 seconds. My guess is he will not speak on time, but we'll see. We're going to try and bring it to you if we can. We're going to do all that we can. So we're going to get a quick break. It might be a really abrupt end to the break if he starts the speech. So we're going to squeeze it in now. We'll be right back. Stay with us. How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history? But in fact, that's happening. And it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't in some sense working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called The Wellness Company. Telehealth company called The Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC.health is The Wellness Company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and is occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substances is combating this man-made disaster. Get more of Drew and this is my show with Coin Club exclusively on the RVM network. 
Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with... All right, folks, welcome back. President Biden at the Resolute Desk speaking. We're going to cut to him now, and then we'll discuss. The travel there during the war. I met with the prime minister and members of his cabinet. And most movingly, I met with Israelis who had personally lived through horrific horror of the attack by Hamas on the 7th of October. More than 1,300 people slaughtered in Israel, including at least 32 American citizens. Scores of innocents, from infants to the elderly grandparents, Israelis, Americans taken hostage. As I told the families of Americans being held captive by Hamas, we're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. As president, there is no higher priority for me than the safety of Americans held hostage. The terrorist group Hamas unleashed pure, unadulterated evil in the world. But sadly, the Jewish people know perhaps better than anyone that there is no limit to the depravity of people when they want to inflict pain on others. In Israel, I saw people who were strong, determined, resilient, and also angry, in shock, and in deep, deep pain. I also spoke with President Abbas, the Palestinian Authority, and reiterated the United States remains committed to the Palestinian people's right to dignity and to self-determination. The actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. Like so many other, I'm heartbroken by the tragic loss of Palestinian life, including the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which was not done by the Israelis. We mourn every innocent life lost. We can't ignore the humanity of innocent Palestinians who only want to live in peace and have an opportunity. You know, the assault on Israel echoes nearly 20 months of war, tragedy, and brutality inflicted on the people of Ukraine, people that were very badly hurt since Putin launched his all-out invasion. We've not forgotten the mass graves, the bodies found bearing signs of torture, rape used as a weapon by the Russians, and thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children forcibly taken into Russia, stolen from their parents. It's sick. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. 
Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields, and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of them. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. He claims the Soviet Union created Ukraine. And just two weeks ago, he told the world that if the United States and our allies withdraw, and if the United States withdraw, our allies will as well, military support for Ukraine would have, quote, a week left to live, but we're not withdrawing. I know these conflicts can seem far away. And it's natural to ask, why does this matter to America? So let me share with you why making sure Israel and Ukraine succeed is vital for America's national security. You know, history has taught us that when terrorists don't pay a price for their terror, when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death and more destruction. They keep going, and the cost and the threats to America and the world keep rising. So if we don't stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine, he won't limit himself just to Ukraine. He's, Putin's already threatened to remind, quote, remind Poland that their Western land was a gift from Russia. One of his top advisors, a former president of Russia, has called Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania Russia's Baltic provinces. These are all NATO allies. For 75 years, NATO has kept peace in Europe and has been the cornerstone of American security. And if Putin attacks a NATO ally, we will defend every inch of NATO which the treaty requires and calls for. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. Beyond Europe, we know that our allies and maybe most importantly our adversaries and competitors are watching. They're watching our response in Ukraine as well. And if we walk away and let Putin erase Ukraine's independence, would-be aggressors around the world be emboldened to try the same? The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world, in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine and is supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region and will continue to hold them accountable, I might add. The United States and our partners across the region are working to build a better future for the Middle East. One where the Middle East is more stable, better connected to its neighbors, and through innovative projects like the India Middle East to Europe Rail Corridor that I announced this year at the summit of the world's biggest economies. More predictable markets, more employment, less rage, less grievances, less war when connected. It benefits the people who would benefit the people of the Middle East and would benefit us. American leadership is what holds the world together. American alliances will keep us, America, safe. American values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. To put all that at risk, if we walk away from Ukraine, if we turn our backs on Israel, it's just not worth it. That's why tomorrow I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine. It's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Help us build a world that is safer, more peaceful, more prosperous for our children and grandchildren. 
in Israel, we must make sure that they have what they need to protect their people today and always. The security package I'm sending to Congress and asking Congress to do is an unprecedented commitment to Israel's security that will sharpen Israel's qualitative military edge, which we've committed to, the qualitative military edge. We're going to make sure Iron Dome continues to guard the skies over Israel. We're going to make sure other hostile actors in the region know that Israel is stronger than ever and prevent this conflict from spreading. Look, at the same time, President Netanyahu and I discussed again yesterday the critical need for Israel to operate by the laws of war. That means protecting civilians in combat as best as they can. And the people of Gaza urgently need food, water, and medicine. Yesterday, in discussions with the leaders of Israel and Egypt, I secured an agreement for the first shipment of humanitarian assistance from the United Nations to Palestinian civilians in Gaza. If Hamas does not divert or steal this shipment, these shipments, we're going to provide an opening for sustained delivery of life-saving humanitarian assistance for the Palestinians. As I said in Israel, as hard as it is, we cannot give up on peace. We cannot give up on a two-state solution. Israel and Palestinians equally deserve to live in safety, dignity, and peace. You know, and here at home, we have to be honest with ourselves. In recent years, too much hate has given too much oxygen, fueling racism, the rise of anti-Semitism, Islamic phobia, right here in America. It's also intensified in the wake of recent events that led to the horrific threats and attacks that both shock us and break our hearts. On October 7th, terror attacks have triggered deep scars and terrible memories in the Jewish community. Today, Jewish families worried about being targeted in school, wearing symbols of their face walking down the street, or going out about their daily lives. And I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hearty, saying to yourselves, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. Just last week, a mother was brutally stabbed. A little boy, here in the United States, a little boy who just turned six years old was murdered in their home outside of Chicago. His name was Wadiha, Wadiha, a proud American, a proud Palestinian American family. We can't stand by and stand silent when this happens. We must, without equivocation, denounce anti-Semitism. We must also, without equivocation, denounce Islamophobia. And to all you hurting, those of you hurting, I want you to know I see you. You belong. And I want to say this to you. You're all America. You're all America. This is in a moment, you know, in moments like these, when fear and suspicion, anger and rage run hard, that we have to work harder than ever to hold on to the values that make us who we are. We're a nation of religious freedom, freedom of expression. We all have a right to debate and disagree without fear of being targeted in schools or workplaces or in our communities. We must renounce violence and vitriol. See each other not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. When I was in Israel yesterday, I uh, said that when America experienced the hell of 9-11, we felt enraged as well. While we sought and got justice, we made mistakes. 
So I caution the government of Israel not to be blinded by rage. In Congress, to make sure we can continue to send Ukraine the weapons they need to defend themselves and their country without interruption. So Ukraine can stop Putin's brutality in Ukraine. They are succeeding. When Putin invaded Ukraine, he thought he would take Kyiv and all of Ukraine in a matter of days. Well, over a year later, Putin has failed, and he continues to fail. Kyiv still stands because of the bravery of the Ukrainian people. Ukraine has regained more than 50% of the territory Russian troops once occupied, backed by U.S.-led coalition of more than 50 countries around the world, all doing its part to support Kyiv. What would happen if we walked away? We are the essential nation. Meanwhile, Putin has turned to Iran and North Korea to buy attack drones and ammunition to terrorize Ukrainian cities and people. From the outset, I've said, I will not send American troops to fight in Ukraine. All Ukraine is asking for is help for the weapons, munitions, the capacity, the capability to push invading Russian forces off their land and the air defense system to shoot down Russian missiles before they destroy Ukrainian cities. Let me be clear about something. We send Ukrainian equipment sitting in our stockpiles. And when we use the money allocated by Congress, we use it to replenish our own stores, our own stockpiles with new equipment. Equipment that, defeat, that defends America and is made in America. Patriot missiles for air defense batteries, made in Arizona. Artillery shells manufactured in 12 states across the country, in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas, and so much more. You know, just as in World War II, today patriotic American workers are building the arsenal of democracy and serving the cause of freedom. Let me close with this. Earlier this year, I boarded Air Force One for a secret flight to Poland. There I boarded a train with blacked out windows for a 10 hour ride each way to Kyiv to stand with the people of Ukraine ahead of the one year anniversary of their brave fight against Putin. I'm told I was the first American to enter a war zone not controlled by the United States military since President Lincoln. With me was just a small group of security personnel and a few advisors. But when I exited that train and met Zelensky, President Zelensky, I didn't feel alone. I was bringing with me the idea of America, the promise of America, to the people who are today fighting for the same things we fought for 250 years ago, freedom, independence, self-determination. And as I walked through Kyiv with President Zelensky, with air raid sirens sounding in the distance, I felt something I've always believed, more strongly than ever before. America is a beacon to the world, still, still. Whereas my friend Madeleine Albright said, the indispensable nation. Tonight there are innocent people all over the world who hope because of us, who believe in a better life because of us, who are desperate not to be forgotten by us and are waiting for us. But time is of the essence. I know we have our divisions at home. <clears throat> we have to get past them. We can't let petty, partisan, angry politics get in the way of our responsibilities as a great nation. We cannot and will not let terrorists like Hamas and tyrants like Putin win. I refuse to let that happen. 
In moments like these, we have to remind, we have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. The United States of America. And there is nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. My fellow Americans, thank you for your time. May God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. All right. Wow. He um, just set the table for World War Three, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, where to start here? First, let's start here. Can somebody in the audio department close the gate or change something on it there all you heard was room there and then a little bit of joe biden that, the audio was horrible why do you have sign language if you have closed caption i don't know <laughs> it's so aggressive always i've always wondered that in this day and age i don't either and if i said something you know aggressive with my my hands there i don't know what i said i don't usually know what i say but <sighs> So this was supposed to be a speech to the nation about Hamas versus Israel. I would wager a bet with without putting exact percentages on it that well over 50% had to do with Putin, Russia, Ukraine. Oh, yeah. I it, mean, it was very Russia, Ukraine heavy. Very. You would think that Hamas was a part of Russia. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. You would also think um, that he would get the the title of Benjamin Netanyahu, right? You mean Benjamin Netanyahu? <laughs> president. President Netanyahu. Uh, it's prime minister. Uh, they have a president and a prime minister in Israel. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is the prime minister. But, I mean, there's so many points here. For, uh, he talked about people here in America, people around the world, outraged by violence, outraged and, and hardy. Uh, whatever that was, like, what? What did you say? Uh, I, did you become a pirate? Like, what's what, what are you doing here? Like, what's the what's the play? Why did his left hand keep going under the resolute desk? It, it started out with his hands here, and then like every like two minutes or so, one hand, the right hand would stay here, and the other one be under the desk. <laughs> oh, no, stop it! Stop it! I get an itch every once in a while. I just move my left hand down there as you were saying that. I'm just gonna scratch something. I don't even have an itch. I'm just gonna scratch it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But then also he was like, you know, Putin wants to expand and take over Ukraine. It's like, bro, he's gotten what he wants. Right. He wanted Kiev and he wanted he was going to take over Kiev and, and the entire country in days. And we proved him wrong. It's like, no, if he wanted to, this would have looked entirely different. Yes, there are 50 nations or whatever it is who are part of the coalition pushing back now. But if he wanted to push back, this would look so different than it is. Right. He would have captured Kiev in days. And then, and then Putin also said that, you know, one of Putin's, or Biden said, uh, one of Putin's cabinet members referred to the full former Baltic states like uh, Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, and, yeah. Latvia as former Baltic provinces. provinces. Who gives a shit, man? There's still people in England who call us the colonies. It right. just, it, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's all semantic. But I really like when he's talked about going to Kiev and with the air raid sirens going off. It's like this whole production of going there was so made up. It it's, was. It's such a made-for-TV propaganda event that now to keep referring to it as something that was historical that actually happened. Right. The last person to do this was Lincoln. 
Yeah. You mean the last person to film a fake documentary to make it seem like you're a what? No, they didn't do documentaries back then. Yeah, it's like just shut up. You yeah. and your people shut the fuck up because you're lying. You know what takes balls? Stepping over the border to North Korea with no Secret Service staff. Yeah. That takes balls. You getting on a train with all your handlers and all your doctors shooting you full of whatever, that's nothing. No, it is nothing. Well, honestly, even even his trip this week was was ballsier than than yeah. the, the previous one, where they're putting in a air raid siren in either post production in the video edit or they're playing it, but they're doing it locally, but it's not for any real reason. What is going on with his chin, bro? <laughs> I don't know. That, that that's, that's a new phenomena. I look. I here's what I would. <laughs> I have my comments on it, but there's so many bigger issues than that. There were so many comments about his testicle chin uh, this week, and for good reason. It did look that way. Uh, it's it's a weird chin. It's a weird chin. But, but I mean, uh, uh, focusing on the substance here, he talks about the, the hospital strike in Gaza. Which is complete bullshit. Which is complete bullshit, and our government has come out and called it complete yeah. bullshit. Well, he even said that in there, but if you're going to repeat something that happened— it's the fact that you're you're drawing attention to this hospital strike, right? Even if you have the caveat of, well, it wasn't, you know, even our intelligence is saying that it wasn't Israel that did it; it was Hamas, right? But, but you're referencing it. You're referencing it, which fuels the fire. The world is pissed off about that supposed strike. I mean, it was a strike. It just was. It was a failed strike by Hamas. But he compared, you know, he compared at the beginning, compared Hamas to Putin. Said He said again, as we've already talked about today, that Hamas does not represent Palestinians. Yes, they do. They were elected by Palestinians to run their government. Yes, they do. That's the very definition of represent, or at least as it's supposed to be. I mean, our, you, could, you could argue our people who we elect here don't actually represent us. They don't. They're horrible. Um, but by... The letter of the law, documentation, you elect someone to represent you, then the, then they represent you. Like, that's, that's, I mean, if the Republican Party went and did an attack somewhere and and launched an invasion on Canada, which would be hilarious seeing all of our <laughs> douchebag Republicans try and do something like that. But, hey, those yeah, that was us. I mean, that that was our party. That was our people, if, if that happens. They, they do represent them. Um... <clears throat> Dude, the the we're going to be sending military aid or money to Israel, and we're also sending humanitarian aid to Hamas. So basically, we're funding both sides of what's going on. Well, and you can see that with the weaponry already, partially, of course, from Iran, but partially because of some of the stuff we do in the shadowy parts of the world with some of these groups, because sometimes your, your enemy is your friend, sometimes they're not. But he mentioned in that, he said... He said, we're, and then, you know, we're giving aid to Israel and Ukraine. Of course, Ukraine's got to get theirs or Zelensky's going to cry. And then we're going to also give uh, humanitarian aid via Egypt to the Palestinians. But he referenced in there, if Hamas doesn't steal this aid, which is one of the concerns, right, is that, okay, you're giving them aid. It's just going to go right back into the hands of you give Palestine something it's going to go into the hands of Hamas. And he said in there, if I'm not mistaken, if 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 it gets them, if they don't, if Hamas doesn't get in the way or doesn't steal, I forget his exact verbiage, but it essentially was if they don't steal, it's like 
that's the concern, though. Like, that is why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> They're going to take it. They're going to. Have you been to this part of the world? You were just there this week. Do you understand anything? I, I, I got a I got a real special kick out of that one. It was good. But the, I mean, the bottom line with all of this, the whole message was more money, more taxpayer money for more war that none of us want. Again, Israel should should fucking murder and destroy Hamas. They should go after them and we should support them. They're our ally. What they did there is different than what is going on in Ukraine and Russia. Hard stop, end of story, period. There's no, there's, there's no discussion about that. If they are different scenarios. I don't want world war to come from either of them, but, but, but they are different. But he's saying we're going we're gonna to use this as a, as a situation or as an opportunity to get more money for more war, Israel and Ukraine, including some for the Palestinians, which is a.k.a. Hamas. Uh, and, and it's going to provide a security, a security in America for generations to come. So you're telling me by destabilizing the Middle East, by destabilizing <laughs> the Middle East and by giving money to one of the most corrupt countries, if not the most corrupt country on the planet in Ukraine, fighting a war that's not our wars to fight with a world power, a top three world power that could escalate at any point into World War Three. That you're securing our security for generations. To, I, I, I'd love to hear the explanation on that logic. The, there isn't any. The, the only thing that you're going to secure is 20 more years of war if we end up making it that long. One thing that he said in there that caught my attention, because I saw an article today that I came across in the UK Daily Mail, and it was an article about how North Korea was supplying rifles to Hamas, which struck me as very interesting that they would come up with that because the last couple of weeks we've talked about these things look like M4s that a lot of them had. Right. But in this in, in this uh, particular article, they had, you know, like their typical sort of, you know, AK, SKS kind of, you know, rifle, the 7.62 with the wood grain right. you know, handles and everything on it. And it just went on and on and on. And I was thinking to myself, why are they teeing up Ukraine? What, why is it, you know, Operation Mockingbird still happening where this reporter is given information from our intel community and doing a story on this? Why, why are we trying to draw North Korea into this? And then so this afternoon I was like, that's just weird, you know, whatever. And then for it to come up the same day that it's on UK Daily Mail, this story— he Biden references it in his speech about how Ukraine is supplying weapons. So it, it this reminds me of like when Wesley Clark was talking about when we we're going into Afghanistan and he saw somebody, he goes, oh, good news. We're also going to go to war with Iraq, Syria, Libya, Iran and Yemen. And that was the plan. And so what this seems like is, oh, good news. Not only are we going to war with Russia, but we're going to war with Iran and North Korea now. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't that strike you as weird that all of a sudden North Korea's name is mentioned in this? Yeah. No, I, I mean, it, 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 well, it does and it doesn't. I mean, it does and it doesn't. Uh, it, at first, it surprised me even that Ukraine and Russia was coming up. 
Shouldn't shouldn't surprise me whatsoever. That's a huge priority for the military industrial complex and, and the administration and 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 so many people who are pushing this nonsense. But but it's like, bro. And again, this is a huge problem for our our country. Is we're just so desperate to get into these things. Like, stop it. And then and then and then we can't just focus on 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 the task at hand. I get it. I, I pick on us all the time for focusing on one shiny ball at a time. And I know it sounds contradictory to what I'm saying there. But but you're you're when it comes to a speech or an issue or a bill or something, it has to be laser focused. Yes, there can be and there should be multiple things going on. We should be worried about what China's doing. We should be worried about what a lot of people are doing. We should be worried about our economy and our border and our education system and our infrastructure and all those things. Yes, absolutely. But when you're talking about one of them, you need to laser focus on one of them. Tonight, I'm talking to the nation about Hamas and Israel and Putin and Zelensky and Ukraine and Russia and <laughs> and my trip there and also North Korea and we're going to talk about my favorite Colombian uh, my favorite Colombian dish that I had last week like I mean it's like just fucking pick something and, and stay on it but it shows where they are and it shows as it pertains to this again the bottom line is more money more taxpayer money more more money that has to be approved or he's seeking approval from Congress on to, to go overseas. And here's where this is going to be tricky, too. We all know how bills work and how Washington currently works. I'm suggesting new funding that will, will su support our security for generations to come, giving it to our allies. Again, we've already addressed that. It's not going to address our security for generations to come. It's leading us into the potential of multiple world wars. It was going to be a world war that takes place in this part of the world. Now we're talking about just, let's just fight everywhere. But, but so that's total bullshit. But what they're going to do is they're going to tuck it in and it's all going to go into the guise of, because who doesn't, I mean, other than the squad and a bunch of anti-Semitic, just terrorist assholes that we have serving in Congress and, and in the U.S. government, the, the vast majority at least plays the game of saying we stand with Israel. So, and then you see what just happened. You see the atrocious events of October 7th, you're going to be like, okay, we should help Israel. And then tucked underneath that is, oh yeah, and by the way, here's another blankety blank million, hundreds of millions for Ukraine, which people don't agree with. A lot of them do. A lot of them in D.C. do. A lot of us don't. But it's tucked in there and then it gets passed because you you shove all these things in there, which is another reason why it's to be a single issue voter bill. Do you support the war in Ukraine and want to give them money, yes or no? No, yeah, okay, no, cool. Next bill, do you want to send it to Israel? Yes, we actually do. We actually would like to support our longtime ally in Israel, not some corrupt country that literally could get bombed and flattened off the face of the earth and wouldn't really change anything and, except for the male, uh, male bride industry. Yes. Which, I mean, uh, there's money in that. But, like, uh, come on. And did you notice, like I did, not one fucking word about our open border. No. Not a single word. It's like, we got to make sure that y Ukraine has its borders intact. We want to make sure that there's a two-state solution so the Palestinians and the Hamas have their own country. And 
and their border, they have sovereign borders. Same with Israel. Israel has so, so, uh, sovereign borders. But the United States, yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I hate you. I hate all Americans. And I'm just going to have this flood of people coming in who are totally unvetted and just let them wreak havoc all over the country. And we're seeing it with these Palestinians, pro-Hamas uh, rallies that are going on. All over. These people identify with the shithole country that they came from other than the country they live in now. They do not want to be Americans. They identify as Hamas. They don't identify as Americans. And do we really think these 9 million fucking people that have come in here, all of them want to be Americans? Hell no. No, it's such a fractional percentage. It's No, you're absolutely right. And it, and it, and it pisses me off, too, because you're right. That's not addressed. And, and C. Craig says the two meanwhile thousands of military-age men pouring across the border. Keep your head on a swivel. Don't look here. Look over there. Yeah, exactly. So all that's happening, but then you have the gall to be like, we have to do this. This is the America that we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be this beacon and this, 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 this light on the hill, yada, yada, yada. And there's elements of that that are true, but you're literally destroying America as you do this. And this is playing into destroying America. So you, you just can't say that. It, it, it makes no sense. It's absolutely freaking ridiculous. It's enraging to talk about it's absolute when whenever i hear a democrat talking about the greatness of america it's like you don't feel that yeah you're trying to you know project this this feeling uh, of patriotism to try and curry some favor but you hate this country you hate it with a passion yeah. you know i would say probably Kristen cinema and joe manchin might be the only two democrats that don't actually hate america like the rest of them do yeah and the rest of them boast about other than that, RFK, R, yeah, RFK, maybe this whole that fucking guy. Yeah, all right, we'll move. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, it's just so shallow and so vapid and vacuous for them to claim that they like the United States. It, it kind of it, it it makes me almost want to throw up in my mouth as much as I, when I hear like Mitt Romney say that he loves America, right. No, they don't. They don't love anything about it. They don't read the Constitution. They don't know the Constitution. They don't know our history. And if they do know our history, they're ashamed of our history and they're trying to rewrite our history. They don't love fireworks. They don't love hot dogs. If they do like hot dogs, they use it and do different things with it uh, than you're supposed to. It goes in the mouth um, in a bun. But like, you, you, like they just—they're not—they're—they're they're not about this country. They're not about our communities. They're not about our traditions. They're about literally the antithesis of all of those things. And it's just super frustrating. And I'm frustrated talking about this stuff, <laughs> listening to Joe Biden, uh, all of that. Exactly, Judy. What about our country? It has to be about our country. We cannot help anyone else until we help ourselves. It has to go that way 10 times out of 10. Uh, let's do this. Let's change things up. It's Thursday night. It's our Friday night. By the way, thanks for, for going along with the switch in the schedule, everyone being here. It's so great seeing all of you. Um, but it's our Friday night, and we like to finish things off on our Friday night, which is Thursday, with That's Meme-tastic. Let's do that now. Let's lighten the load. That's, That's Meme-tastic. Meme we should do that one more time. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Ready. Are you ready, Sir Tom? I'm ready. Okay. I, I can see Zelensky coming up. We just talked about Zelensky. Zelensky, last month I made 40 
billion dollars working from home. Learn how. One of those fake posts. We've yeah. all said, I was just telling my son this this morning on the way to school, dropping him off. I, I drop him on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, we're still happily married. That's just the days he goes to school. He's homeschooled. Sounds like it's like a split thing. Um, but we were talking, there was a commercial that played online for like some supplement that was a too good to be true thing. It was like the magic pill. I'm like, he was like, well, that sounds ridiculous. I'm like, good job. You're learning. You're going to be taught that there's business opportunities that are total bullshit. You can make all this money and that there's a magic pill here. Um, but if you're Zelensky, you actually can. Um, oh, yeah. All you have to do is sell your soul to the devil. Um, maintain the fact that you're pansexual. So you'll take it in any hole whatsoever to make sure that, you know, you're still in power and laundry money for the right people and in the end they might let you live yeah <laughs> probably not at least not long you'll get to leave with the duffel bag it's just how long do you get to enjoy the duffel bag uh and on that rosy note <laughs> uh, <laughs> next one uh speaking of holes uh we got some some presidents here ex-presidents talking about women i guess one of them is the current president technically trump guys i can explain uh biden why is your wife so hot and mine so average Bill Clinton, your wife, your wife is average. Mine's fugly. And then Barack Obama saying, wait, you guys are marrying women? <laughs> Bathhouse Barry. I love again. it. I love it. Squirt, 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 squirt. We've got some. Go, go. Um, it's, a, it's a family show, Tom. <laughs> it's a family show. It's not. Uh, we've got some Hamas ones here. We've, we've frequently had, you know, Rick Harrison and the, the folks from um, Pawn, Pawn Stars as a as a meme here we've got another one someone going there best uh hamas fighter coming in when i die I get 72 versions and he, <laughs> allah best i can do is mia khalifa <laughs> mia khalifa yeah <laughs> the porn star the porn star that what a bitch that chick is i mean i don't know her personally but seems like it yeah, not a very nice person. I mean, I'm not suggesting you know her personally either, to be clear. Well, I mean, I know some people, some talent in the porn industry, and a lot of them have issues. Let's just put it. <laughs> it's so surprising. <laughs> I know. It's weird, right? Right? I mean, that's I never, I never saw that coming. Here's another one. You got a chick holding a free Palestine sign, and then you see some, some puppy dog guys from a Hamas terrorist, some close-up puppy dog guys. And then they run off together. There's hearts. You can see her going, and then boom, he's out of frame, and her head comes back in because he's killed her. Just like the woman from Minnesota who supported Palestine, who was then killed by Hamas. Yeah, and like there was a chick not too well back, maybe ten years ago, who went to go fight with ISIS. Yes. Yeah, remember that? And yep. They they ended up raping her to death. Yeah. How'd that turn out, honey? Not, not well. too good. Yeah. Not too good. It's, it's this stuff's not hard at all. It's not hard at all. But <clears throat> we got a Star Wars reference here. We're at a uh, fast food or a gas station parking lot, and R two D two is apparently just urinating, letting himself <laughs> um, relieve himself into a parking spot. Go home, R two D two. You're drunk. I love those things. They they have that's a, well the second one that I've seen with an R two D two, but they're the tall boy holders that have all the ice, and you go in there and grab a tall boy out of them. Oh, I like that. Yeah. We need one of those here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, 
I, okay. I think I downloaded the wrong Pumpkinhead movie. I'm still going to watch it, though. Wow. That's um, in the woods. That's It's very real. Did you give that one? No. Wow. That's a disco one. Okay. That was a disco special. That was a disco special indeed. Um, all right. We got so Will Smith, obviously, real quick to set up. Every time Jada um, Pinkett Smith goes and does an interview, their marriage takes a bigger hit. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's it, I, I I don't I don't get it. Everyone. I mean, most there's a lot of people who have like business marriages. Bill and Hillary Clinton being a good example. Other people in different industries, not just politics, and they they hang on just for business purposes. Michelle and Barack. Michelle and Barack. It's it's all about optics and this that and the other. But this one is so broken. Everything that she has done with including their kids, friends and stuff. like I mean, it's, it's I mean, what are you doing? Will get away, bro. Get away. Anyways, here's a meme. Will, every time Jada does a new interview, it starts off with him happy. <laughs> he's starting to morph a little bit, starting to morph a little bit more. And then boom, he's OJ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ooh, that's rough, man. That, that is, is a rough one. That's rough. <laughs> but I mean, don't he's thought about it. Oh, yeah. Can I kill her? No, I probably shouldn't kill her. I got Bad Boys 4 coming out next year. That's good. I still I don't understand why he is still with her. I just don't get it at all. But I guess she's filing for divorce now, or they're divorcing. If she is, yeah. I mean, I'm okay. That's. But her book's coming out, and evidently in her book, she talks about how they remain married, but there have been times in their life where they've they've separated from each other and just lived separate lives, but they were still married. So technically she didn't cheat on him because when she slept with the you know the son's friend they weren't married at the time because it was the time they were taking a break and yet they were still married yes yeah <laughs> that's the world we live in man <laughs> it's so broken man it's so broken it's not look if it's not work i'm i'm not pro divorce by any stretch i'm uh, if if you can avoid it and and fight for that that marriage and and relationship that's 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 great there's times where you can't or there's times where there's abuse and stuff going on that you need to get away whatever the case might be will brother dude i don't maybe we're missing something maybe he's abusive behind the scenes and we haven't seen it or something but if that's not the case bro like it's time to run it is time to run you're you're a catch too at least in that industry you're a good looking dude everyone's like oh you've seen will smith you see that shower scene with will smith i've never said that but whatever but he's a he's a handsome dude he's a handsome dude he's a talented dude he's made some big mistakes but i as he's we, a it, rich dude he's a rich dude as we start he's a very rich dude <laughs> as we start to see more of these mistakes but then you start to see more of the stuff that she says when she opens her mouth i said it the other day i start to kind of give him a little bit more of a pass and come off a little bit because i've been a little hot towards will smith right and then it's like all right bro i'm i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry that i was rude towards you Bro, the more Jada Jada talks, the more I think Britney has her shit together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she's she's going to be like a self-help counselor. Right? Uh, at my funeral, I want a group of Italian guys to walk up to my coffin in all black suits and say, I'm going to miss you, boss. So my family think I had something big going on. That's actually, I kind of like that. It's, yeah. like it's a fun little, fun little play on, on, on death. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Okay, we're dangling a uh, a virus in 2020, dangling a vaccine in 2021, dangling 
a Ukrainian flag in 2022 and then a Jewish star in 2023. That's just, that's not funny. That's just true. Um, way to depress us, Disco. Um, what, are, what are we supposed to put in our profile pics? Which flag now? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you get blue in there, you're kind of splitting the difference in your well, What about, can you put in the Palestinian flag and also the trans flag? You can do whatever you want now. Um, you may support the current thing, but the current thing doesn't support you. Yeah, again, we've got another lib libtard chick. Pink. Uh, can we see that picture again? I love that they portrayed this woman because every time that I see one of these shit lib women, the, the, these white chicks, like siding with Black Lives Matter or Antifa or with Hamas, it's always the fat, ugly ones. And they depicted her as a fat, ugly chick. Yeah. Holding a woman in a, in a LGBTQ colored hijab. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then, of course, the, the Muslim woman holding her head on a stake. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> all right, we got the White House, the first national bank of Ukraine. That's fitting. Don't forget the 10% for the big guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. What else we got? We got a Shrek one. 90% of millennial couples look like this. <laughs> and then you got a real couple. I hate how painfully accurate this is. My most recent ex and me. Bro, have you noticed how like effeminate men are, younger men are now, and how like more like masculine and mean? younger women are it's this weird i if you go into an airport i am in an airport every week and i see it every week it's like whoa what happened to you if if you're you know if you're any more of a woman you'll be abreast and if you're any more masculine you'll be you'll you'll grow a beard it, yeah. it is weird, and it's not just. It's like height wise. It's like you see like these big husky chicks with these little skinny, weak dudes. It's like what is going on? It is weird. Everything's just weird. I don't like anything. <laughs> I don't like anything anymore. Um, there's football on tonight. I like that. I'm going to go home and enjoy that. The Jags are up seven nothing. Um, let's do the next one. P uh, Pete Buttigieg likes trains, right? We've established that, but we've never established what kind of trains he likes. We've got a train of men. Ah, oh, this is a train I of men or a choo-choo. A train. Does it involve felching or shrimping? I'm not going to even ask what those are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I don't know what those are. I'm not going to ask what they are. I'm just. We're not going there. Uh, fun. <laughs> Fun for the family. We've got, uh, <clears throat> all right. We've got kids playing Battleship. G4, it's a hit. And then. That's the father and son playing Battleship and the mom and daughter in the back doing uh, dishes. Yes. I that's on that. the old ad or box for the game, if you remember. That's wow. amazing. You know what, though? Look at I mean, the women, put that back up. The women are happy. Yes. They're, they're happy in their roles. I've got a friend of mine who he built this thing in his basement. He calls it Battleshot. And it's it's a giant battleship game. But you know when Battleship you take the red pegs and you put it in for yeah. for a hit. 
he you put in shot glasses and you have to take a shot. He's got like you know all these. We're gonna things. play that in the office. I was just gonna say, why is that not a segment on this show? <laughs> but this thing, it's huge. You like stand behind it. And we have so much square footage here. I mean, we could totally do it. He handmade. He like handmade all the ships, like carved them and everything, and you know bored the holes in them. It, it's a pretty magnificent setup. He's I mean, got. I mean, Disco, show this again. This is about half. Of, this is actually. <laughs> Less than half of Studio A, so there's almost double this here, and then we've got Studio B, which is the same size. Uh, we've got plenty of room for battle shot. Battle shot, yeah. Axe throwing. How how committed is he to keeping it? He's pretty committed. How I don't committed think... is he to living? Very. Mm. He this thing is he built it in his basement. It, it's not going up the stairs. Could he build another one? I think we'd be up. You know what? We can build it. <laughs> Send a picture. We'll rip it off. We'll take credit for it and, and trademark it. Um, sorry, Tom's friend. Um, why would anyone ever need an AR-15? Good question. As you see Hamas para, paraglide, paratroop into uh, murder people at a music festival. Who would ever need 50, 80 rounds to shoot out of your, your gun, your rifle? <laughs> Wow. Those deer aren't wearing Kevlar. <laughs> yeah. um, this is the last one. Last one. I've not seen it. I'm just going to read it. Imagine it's Sunday morning. You've been allowed to sleep in as long as you want, and you have no chores or responsibilities all day. There's fresh fallen snow on the ground. Your mom makes cinnamon rolls and serves you breakfast. But you're almost three, so you're blind with rage. <laughs> hmm. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I mean, they do kind of miss the... Forest for the trees sometimes. I love cinnamon rolls. I do too. Oh man, that's like one of my Achilles heels. You know what? I got to make you sometime. You're going to have to come over. I mean, you've been over before, but you're going to have to come over and have panakuken. Panakuken? It's a, it's a Swedish pancake. Blows up like this in the oven. Ooh. Put a little lemon, a little powdered sugar on it. Mm. Panakuken. Yeah. I mean, we're off tomorrow. Let's just show up tomorrow morning. Can I wear a onesie and lay in front of your TV in color? And then when the panakukin's done, you can be like, Tommy, time for panakukin. And I'll be like, yay. Well, in, in Minnesota, at least they actually had a restaurant in Minnesota um, named panakukin because there's a huge Nordic population there. And when they're ready, they come running out of the kitchen because they puff up and then they, you know, they fall. Oh, they go, oh. So they come running out like a bat out of hell through the doors yelling panakukin. Oh, we, um, we need to have a panakukin chef here. We do. <laughs> You'll love panakukin. It's freaking amazing. If we had a panakukin, a little person panakukin chef. Yes. No, I did. Well, I'm telling you, I mean, we need, I, I desperately want a midget around here. I, des I desperately do. Um, Andy's right. It's seven to three now. Uh, Jags. Jags have the ball. Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to go watch it at home. You guys should do the same or do whatever you're going to do tonight. Do whatever you're going to do this weekend. Reminder, we're bringing back booze and banter. It may or may not be next week. We're working on some camera shots, some technical shots, so we can give you kind of the experience that we want you to have. And so we can have it be functional for us to engage with you. So if it's not next week, it will be the following week. But we're close. So you Coin Club members, you're going to get four days worth. You're going to get more. It used to just be Coin Club Friday. Now it's going to just be booze and banter before the show. We're just going to 
tailgate uber home every night because we're the official tailgate <laughs> the official tailgate of this is my show um it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be really fun so bear with us if it's not next week it'll be the following week it's gonna be great um lots of other exciting things that we're working on behind the scenes we just wanted to get out the gate this first week though with the new time slot and some of the new things we're doing so appreciate you guys as always thank you so much for being here Hope you have an amazing night. Hope you have an amazing weekend. We'll look forward to seeing you on Monday. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.